Start as courtesy to distinguish the God. Mm. How your son? He made the team this year. He said he wasn't tall enough. We won't never get this guy. It's not good. Nah, he cooked out of here. Reality. That's your new girlfriend. This is family business. Uh huh. And this is for the family that can't be with us. And this is for my cousin locked down. Oh, the answers in us. This why I spit it in my song. So sweet, like a photo where your granny's pitching that at you gone and hit us. Super hard on Thanksgiving and Christmas. This can't be right. Yo, you heard the track I did, man. This can't be like somebody. I want shit with a dip so though. I can save face and have a reason to cover my face. I even made you a play. So fool, know how granny do it. Monkey bread on the side, know how the family do it. When I brought her, why the car had to look all through it? As kids, we used to laugh. Who knew that life would move this fast? Who knew I'd have to look at you through a glass? And look, you tell me you ain't did it, then you ain't did it. And if you did, then that's family. I don't get why. Come on. Ah. They don't. Audience, join us. Let's go. All these things. Ah. Things I tell you that all is my way to what you know? Everybody standing with us. Come on, let's take We gonna let the whole shit rock. Let's go. And yeah. remember when they ain't believe in me? This, now she like, see, that's my cousin on Yo. TV. Now we getting it, and, and we gonna make it, and they gonna hate it, and I'm his favorite. I can't deny it. I'm a straight rider, Damn. but when we get together, the, the electric slide. Uh. Grandma, get them shook up. Oh no, don't open the photo book up. I got a aunt Ruth. They can't remember your name, but I bet them Polaroids are center down memory lane. Woo! Auntie, you don't mean to be rude, but every holiday nobody eating eat. her food. Man, you don't wanna Man. stay there, cause them your worst cousins. Got roaches at the crib like, like them your first cousins. cousins. Act like, like you ain't take a bath with your cousin. cousin. Fit three in the bed. If it's six of y'all, I'm talking about three by the head and uh, three by the leg. Uh, you ain't have to tell my girl I used to pee in the bed. Nah. Go away. Yeah. Let the sun come Go away. Kanye. Kanye. What were you doing, dog? Children say. I woke up early this morning with a 
with a new state of mind, a creative way to rhyme without using eyes and guns. Keep your nose out the sky, keep your heart to God, and keep your face to the rise. Let's go. That's my family dog, and my niggas ain't my guys. That's my family dog. I feel like one day you'll understand me, dog. You can. We did, Kanye. We did understand you. You ain't gotta get heated at every housewarming. Sitting there grilling people like George Foreman. Yeah, we definitely forgot who this nigga is because he forgot who he was. Then he storming, y'all gon' sit down, have a good time, this reunion And, and drink some wine, wine like communion And uh. act like everything fine, and if it isn't, we ain't letting everybody in our family business uh. We ain't letting everybody in our family business That's really what we need to get back to That's what we gotta get back to Thank you Kanye West of the past Cause I don't know who this new guy is Four, five, six. Light foot to the goes over the body. I'm staying low, turning around. Oh. Ah. And I'm gonna go this way. That sounded so crazy. That sounded like they ain't never see that shit before in they fucking hey, Yo! You don't act like you ain't never give birth. You ain't never pound on a dick. Come on, man. Fuck are y'all talking? Oh. Uh, is this a fucking movie? All she did was twist around. They fucking sounded like the minions. Oh. Uh, <laughs> is this fucking Toy Story? Fuck? Bitch, if you don't get a grip. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It's the Kid XAB. She man distinguished to God. Happy September, y'all. We in a brand new month. We got four months left until it's over. 2022, y'all. Yeah, and we have 25 more episodes until the 200th. Damn. How y'all feeling about that? Some of y'all probably didn't listen to the end of the episode last time. So again, 200th episode, we got some special stuff coming along, including the Patreon. We are recording the first episode today. For those of y'all who thought we probably just keep saying Patreon just to say it. (laughs) We're recording the first episodes today. That's a finack. Um, And when the time comes... We will release the access to the page, and the first episode will be free. Okay? Free 99. Would you fuck me for free? Y'all will get to see the type of conversations that we'll be having behind the paywall. Another one. All right? <laughs> this time, this one is going to be kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Just off the title alone. Yeah, so we'll release all that information when the time comes, but 25 more episodes until... 200 and uh we're looking to do something real special then um so i mean we played a song you might as well just start with with kanye west man might as well uh kanye's in the news again putting all his family shit in our face he added us back to the group chat i thought we was out of that shit yeah i thought we was i was like you know what maybe he cleaned it up maybe they got past i mean whatever it is that they was going through but nah kanye west is letting us know shit is not good you know, Shit not sweet. We're not, you know, he's not in a space where he can control. Keyword is control, by the way. He really, like, he really loves control. He's letting us know that. Well, he can't control himself. He so. definitely can't control himself. That's the one thing he can't control, but it looks like he also can't control his family. He, he can't control where these kids going to school. <laughs> he can't control, you know, if, you know, if North is on TikTok or not. He can't control none of this shit. And he's letting us know it's not good. He's not happy. He's not in a happy space. I mean, the, the I think the confusing part, because right on one end of it, as a man, I think we've all heard about scenarios where men have been barred from seeing their children 
And in turn, over like some spiteful shit, maybe the mother really was on some type of timing. And in turn, like that negatively affects the children. But in this case, it is a little complicated. I think it's not as simple as that because Kanye is dealing with mental issues, mental health issues. Right. And every now and then he slips into one of these. So if I'm Kim, I don't know if I want him around the kids as often or or not even say that. I don't know if I want him making the decisions that are as important as what school they go to. Because knowing Kanye, he'd probably be like, I want them to go to the motherland of Zimbabwe school of Kanye <laughs> to get their <laughs> to get their education. So I don't know. I don't I don't know how I feel about this. I think deep down inside what Kanye needs to remember is that he had a life with Kim. He had an opportunity to raise his kids with her, you know, like mm. simultaneously. Um, but I think he has allowed his other urges, his other passions, his other needs to control him. Um, he's also been lashing out on his friends. He's still talking about Kid Cudi. And I'm like, damn, you won't let this man live at all. You won't let yo, you won't let this man live. Whatever happened with y'all, you, you, you want us to let you want, are you letting us know you ain't let it go. Virgil wouldn't like this, Kanye. R.I.P. to Virgil. Virgil. Virgil wouldn't like this. He was using Pete, I think, as a conduit to channel all that anger and it be slightly like people would feel a little bit more justified siding with him, but with no Pete in the picture anymore, now he's just back to just rampaging on everybody. He shot, he was shooting at uh, Adidas, right? Um, saying that they were stealing his ideas and doing a whole bunch of stuff, which some of that may very well some be of true. That might definitely might be true because some of them sneakers. Listen, there's only but so much sneakers you're gonna come out with Adidas, and I'm be like, ain't those the Red Octobers? Yeah, like a variation. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and I don't know if he shot at Gap, but he did mention Gap this week as well. I can't remember exactly. All this points to a manic episode to me. Right. Like, this isn't normal behavior. This isn't Kanye, you know, having a personality that's just loud and in everybody's face. No, this is a manic episode. And then I think he mentioned um, he watered the fucking all-black, can't breathe outfit at the BT Awards because he wanted to be counter. So, right. like, if it's hot, he going to wear... Like, he felt hot. Like, he felt like he was hot, so he was going to wear something hot. Right. All right, my nigga. Yo, that breakdown sounds like somebody that needs help. If y'all don't know what that... That breakdown, that doesn't sound cool, sophisticated in any of the sense. That yeah. man need help. Yeah. Um... I mean, shit, Kanye was so so much of an all-man moment, we forgot to do the all-man. Do you have an all-man, bro? Yeah, I do. Somebody sent me uh, a DM this morning. Uh, the, the, the artist's name will be um, not spoken. Mm. At least at least not on um, a dad has some both episode that you ain't got to pay for. Y'all might have to pay for that. Um, but long story short, I don't, I don't necessarily interact with this artist. I think this artist is a cool person. Um, you know, I think this artist is a cool individual and, uh, long story short, the artist, I'm a single individual right, right yeah, now. I, after that, that person should be single because what the fuck? So the artist sends me, um, the, uh, the beat challenge that uh hit boy got right now, the hit boy uh, mm-hmm. beat challenge and everybody's been rapping on it and he, he sent me his version and his mm. words was, Hey, when you get a chance, 
can, let me know if it's hot. Right. Yeah. Like, can you like tag Hit Boy? And a part of me, I I had I said had, no. I had, I had to restrain myself. I almost wrote, <laughs> "Nigga, you crazy? This is trash." <laughs> Those I almost wrote it, and instead of writing it, I just deleted the message out the inbox. Wait, you deleted his message? Yeah, because I didn't like it. It was trash, bro. Wait. <laughs> it, was, it was trash. I'm not. Was you the deleted the message that he sent you? Out of my inbox. <laughs> As if he never sent it to me before. As if it wasn't real. Ah! <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy. I removed it, sir. <laughs> I removed it. So. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, I got you. So the all man was that was trash. I I I I I can't support trash freestyles over beats. I honestly wanted to ask him, is this what you meant to send me this morning? Yeah, you sent me the wrong thing, bro. This ain't what you then and I almost felt like we were going back in the day where people would be asking me or asking us, yo, bro, so what you think of my track? Are you sure you want me to answer that question? <laughs> I don't want to answer the question. I remember the days people used to hand the CDs and be like, yo, what y'all think? Um, I think you should throw it away. Right. <laughs> I think. That granted, I never would do it because when I was coming up, I definitely, some of my raps was dirt. I, I, I can say that definitively. Right. Because um, yeah. I was learning the process. You know, everybody is in a different space. Right. Um, everybody's learning at different points. Um, but, yeah, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes you know when it's dirt and you're still trying to push this. Right, right. Like, I think he knew it was dirt, but he wanted to just, you know, have people affirm that it wasn't. And I think people get caught up in their followers and, like, how they look and how they mm-hmm. dress. If you trash, you trash. You could have on a million dollar outfit, nigga. You you are you sir are trash. I think we're both also in a space now where we're so protective of the art of hip hop that oh, man. we're not even trying to entertain or put false hope into shit that is not doing it for the culture right now. That is a big fact. And shout out to Buster Rounds and Split Star the other day for giving a whole history lesson on hip hop while on stage the other day. Because, mm. you know, I don't know if they listen to the episode or if they realize the talk about who killed R&B. There's now hashtags that's going, who killed, who killed hip hop? I'm like, oh, shit. It's going down right now, y'all. Y'all better t- type it in in the um, explore and, and see what pops up. There's mad shit going on right now. Yeah, y'all know, y'all know exactly who started that Who's conversation. Exactly. Amen. You heard it here first. That's Welcome a fact. This podcast. Do, oh, do you have an all man moment? I do. So, all right. Damn, I already see where it's going. Apple. Oh shit. I get it. Y'all about to release the new phone. I get it. How much phones are they gonna release? I get it. The iPhone 14 God is most likely gonna be announced on September 7th. Okay. They have an event I think scheduled on September 7th. I get it. Y'all don't got to keep fucking up my phones before y'all release, okay? My phone has been doing the most. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, my phone been fucking up, too. For the last fucking week. Now, I do know that there's some software update that maybe I need to put on here as well. Oh, maybe um, maybe, oh, maybe I just need to change my phone. I still got the 8. Well, you, the, your shit is definitely out of here, so you want to make sure that... I don't want to go! <laughs> you're going to have to upgrade that. You're going to have to get to the 12 or something. No! <laughs> but, 
But um, like Apple, I I'm already going to buy the new phone. Oh like, shit! Pre order, I'm I'm ordering it. My phone is dirt. It is. It's out of here. It's a ten. I I get it. <laughs> Y'all don't gotta fuck my shit up over the weekend. My shit magically just turned off my my uh my service. Oh there's, shit! There's a there's a button that says like your data management and randomly I'm like yo I'm not getting no calls I can't get any um text messages I can't send anything out can't go on Instagram what the fuck is going on I go into my my um you know you go into the phone icons and you start to to look and I went to my my system mm-hmm. and I'm like since when did I turn off my cellular data? I never did that. Right. So I had to go click the button, send it, put the shit back on, wait a couple minutes for the shit to kick back in. Apple, y'all don't got to do, like, y'all don't got to do all that. Okay? All right, Apple. I'm going to get your new shit. I'm going to get the 14. I'm going to get the Pro. I'm going to probably get the Pro Max. Oh, shit. All right? So y'all probably don't listen to the episode, but y'all are listening to me right now. Cause your phone's always listening. Yeah, your phone. Is y'all, y'all don't got to do nothing else. All right, y'all got a, an established, guaranteed customer. Come September seventh and whenever the fuck you're probably releasing it on the twenty fourth. Listen, I'm by the shit. So that's my all man. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just my phone. I should be fucking up sometime. But people always tell me, yo, you got the eight, nigga. You still got the button. Your yeah, phone. Nah. Your, your phone. They say your phone is the last of the generation of the buttons. You do need to upgrade. I, I I I don't know if I want to do that, sir. Oh, you don't you don't gotta get the most you know recent shit out, but I have attachment issues. I get it. That shit's gonna stop working. <laughs> just all together. Damn. Just all together. Yeah, that shit is gonna break down in the road. <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, fucking Tim Cook is gonna come on your phone and be like, "Nigga, it's time to go. It's time." And that shit's just gonna stop. Right. That's it. <laughs> um, and all man for. The black community this week seemed to be this Aerie Spears, Tiffany Haddish video that got resurfaced. Now, I didn't watch it. I saw it. At first, I wasn't going to watch it. I'll be honest. Um, but I felt like if we were going to re- report on it, the accurate way to give everybody grace um, or or. I feel like the fairest way was to see what the fuck was being talked about. Because originally I was just like, I read accounts of people watching the video. Right. And it's hard for me to take everybody at face value nowadays because we're in such a sensitive ass society that like a little kid just walking around could have been, you know, misconstrued because everybody want to cry wolf and outrage. Correct. Uh, not this time. Damn. And this video was, was terrible. It was really, really bad. So my question is, you saw the video. Is she officially done? Is Tiffany Haddish, who was a promising up-and-coming star, was being booked for a lot of shit, is she finished? I don't think she is. Wow. Um, Okay. Her part in the video that I saw, I know that it's a longer video. I didn't see the long length, the long featured Length video, but like I said, it's a cinema. What? The nah, fuck? there's a, there's two versions of the video. I guess that are floating about. There's oh. the short clip that um. Well, let me describe this shit first. Um. So for those of you who don't know, I think most of us know by now. Tiffany Haddish is under fire because there's a family that is suing her and Ari Spears. Apparently, 
They've attempted to sue them several times, um, but for whatever reason, it never became a thing. But now they've gotten media attention for suing um, Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish for a a quote-unquote comedy skit that they attempted to do back in... Well, I don't remember the year, but they did this a long time ago. Okay, so this is not even not even recent. No, this is not a recent oh, thing. this is old as shit. Okay. So within them doing this comedy skit, there are, I think, two children, or at least I only saw one in this particular video, but I think there are two children in the account where the, there's a video using both children. But um, the video that I saw, there's only one child. It's a boy, and he's, like, he's definitely under... Um, you know, any legal age that if the parent didn't sign off, um, there would be an issue. So I think if I'm not mistaken, the article that I read, the boy was seven or some shit like that. Um, so he's in his underwear. Yeah, I saw that. And Tiffany is dropping him at his quote unquote uncle's house and asking the uncle if he could watch the boy while she goes run some errands. And the uncle's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then Aerie Spears, of course, is the uncle. He's over-exaggerating the role. And then they start going into some disturbing themes of the uncle being a pedophile and doing certain things, watching the little boy in a certain type of way that is supposed to be funny, but is really disturbing. So one aspect of it, trigger warning for everybody, uh, anybody who could be potentially... um, you know, triggered by this type of scenario. But one thing is he's supposed to be reading the paper. And in reading the paper, he lets one of the pages falls down and you can see two eye holes in the paper to show like he looks like he's reading the paper, but he can see the boy. And then his eyes like get wide and then they have the boy do all these like weird positions. So you know how kids sit with their feet underneath their 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 bottom? Yeah. The boy is sitting like that, and he's doing something which makes him look like he's bouncing up and down. And they edit the video that it zooms in on the boy's buttocks, and the way he's bouncing is rhythmic, like a strip club type shit. Um, They got another scene where the boy got his legs spread open like a woman would in, in, again, like a strip club, and he's playing with a toy. But it's all these suggestive poses for a young person to be in. Um, and sexualized poses. There's a there's a moment where he has a train, and he's like doing this with the train. He's he's moving his hand up and down like it's a dick. Um, it's disturbing. It's disturbing. I don't I don't know why they thought it would be funny. I do understand this. This is the and this is not shooting anybody bail. This is not trying to make it seem like there's an excuse because I don't really see any excuse for this type of shit. But I would say that this clearly looked like. A come up scenario. Okay, okay. Like this clearly looked like maybe they was trying some shit out. This doesn't look like when both of them were extremely famous and known. So I don't know if somebody contracted them to do this shit. Right. And they thought, all right, well, I'm getting paid enough to do this. Or we don't know who wrote it. I don't, yeah, I don't don't know know, if this was their their independent idea. We don't know who directed it. Right, right. But clearly, um, they missed the mark. They missed the mark. And at the end of the day, I don't, again, this could be like a pilot situation, right? Like this could have been, the Chappelle show has done 
really, really crazy skits. But once polished, right, we're seeing the polished version of it. We don't know what was talked about in the in the board of directors or right. or the filming um or, meetings or, or just right then and there as they're filming they're right like, you know what take this one part take out. this out that's you it. know what i mean oh right. nah this ain't hitting this is too far like it looked like it was one of those it does look like it was one of those where maybe somebody went back and was like all right this is because we never heard about this video until now so somebody at some point i feel like said nah don't put this shit out and then somebody at some point was like nigga we got the master copy it's time what's so funny is the timing couldn't have been more perfect somebody my opinion was probably like, Aries Spears, I know you ain't talking. I got something for you, my Oh, that's nigga. a fact. Nigga, we pushing the button. Now we put we pushing the button a week after. We going to let Lizzo get her award, but we know something you don't. We, nah, we still got the footage. Someone definitely pushed the button on him. That's a fact. I don't, can't nobody tell me nobody nothing different, bro. Nobody can tell me that that was not, that, that wasn't coincidental. That was intentional. Whether it was a Lizzo fan. Right. Whether it was somebody in the industry that was like, right. all right, my nigga, you keep, you keep playing with this girl. You you think you funny. We're going to show you what funny is. It kind of lets me know Lizzo got power out here. Whether Lizzo made that call or not. Lizzo got real power out here. Lizzo, Lizzo getting that award actually took her superstardom to another level, by the way. So that's she's on another level now. I mean, Lizzo saying what she said, too. Right? Oh, Lizzo you know? saying what she said is insane. And I said only a tourist would say some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, she's like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not speaking on anybody in, in particular, but all y'all niggas... Can suck my dick, basically. <laughs> she was like, "All oh, y'all can suck my dick." Big bitches winning. I was like, "They letting this rock?" Yo, MTV let anything rock. I swear to God, they let anything rock. Yeah, yeah. I um, said they gonna let her say "big bitches is winning." <laughs> that, that sounded crazy to me, but I said it's Lizzo and it's and it's MTV. That couldn't rock on BT though. I'm gonna tell you that right now. She couldn't say "big bitches is winning" on BT. I promise you. All I know is. Uh, that was definitely a button push. Yeah, um, yeah a button was pushed, and it's 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 unfortunate now because now imagine what deals both of them probably had on the table, especially Tiffany. She's the one that's more active in these streets. And now those deals is like, you know what? Until we figure out what this is, we're going to have to rescind on everything we said. Nah, I mean, the, the part that bothers me, there's two parts, right? Like, there's there's part one where it's like, this shit is disturbing, and I do feel like, a little bit like somebody needs to tell us something as to what the fuck this is all about. Because both of them been quiet for the last. It's been five days now. This video been out. I haven't heard anything. From I, well, her. of course they're going to because Tiffany's people originally, Tiffany and her people said there's no video. Oh, and shit. this woman or not. Let me not say that. She said there's nothing to this story. OK, this parent is trying to extort me and has been trying to do so for the last seven, five to seven years. Okay. That's what her Her message about this was. So not that there wasn't a video, but that there was nothing to the story. Now the video surfaces and everybody's seen it. They've been quiet because this video is clearly disturbing. It's not on some like violent shit. It's not on some like, over the top, whatever. But even the way it's edited, there's no, there's nothing funny about it. It's not, it's not like, all right, people missed the joke. It's not, all right, people taking this too far. Nah, it's a really disturbing video. Like, what the fuck are y'all niggas doing? So, on one hand, I feel like somebody needs to kind of really put together what the fuck happened here. The parents are alleging that nobody told them what their 
children would be involved in when it came to the video. So that's why they're suing, because they once they got to see the video, it was their children being overly and hyper-sexualized. Right. So they're suing for that. They thought their kids were going to be in this regular, I guess, video as a backup or add-in or whatever the case is, and they end up being the focal point of a pedophile man, they gotta, uh, man, scenario. They got to they, they roll out them contracts, because I, I can't imagine parents not knowing... In, in, in full disclosure What their kids Were going to be Taking part of Because at the end of the day The parents is making Those decisions for the kids The kids ain't making the Decisions for their parents I think There is a scenario Where that exists Only on the come up Oh shit Right Like if this is Again Because Tiffany in the video Looks like she's super young She looks like Maybe her mid 20s The earliest Maybe her Maybe early 30s Um, And so we know Tiffany didn't really get on Until like her What Mid 30s Yeah Yeah, because her story is she was sleeping in cars And Kevin Hart was one of her sponsors Right, so she didn't really I don't think she got on until after this video at least I I won't say the ages because I don't know But after this video, this video looks like it was before So she probably was bubbling But she wasn't the star that she is today Um, So I think if you're asking your homeboy, your homegirl Yo, I know you got a 7 year old I know that they take direction well We're trying to make this funny ass video Yeah, we're trying to do this funny ass video Can they be um, part of it? And your friend might be like, oh, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nah, I don't think nothing crazy. That's and, true. And then you see the finished product and you're like, oh, fuck. What, what did I? Like, what the fuck did I make yeah. my child sign up for? I didn't even sign on paperwork. Yeah, so that's the only scenario that I could see um, where, like, the parent didn't have any or didn't have full disclosure or knowledge. But even so, I definitely think that there's some accountability there, right? Like, because you just left your kids with these, quote, unquote, like, Random actors. And not to be this guy, but I got to be this guy. I'm an actor. Just because we're seeing the edited version don't mean that there was an uncut shit. They was like, uh, we probably not going to put that in there. Because maybe maybe this is taking it too far. Mm. It was already taking too far, but yeah, there could be some other extra shit. I've been in short films and I've been in plays or I've been in stuff where... Things will happen, and they will ask you before it happens, are you comfortable with this? And some people will say, I'm not comfortable with that. And for for a split second, the room gets a little awkward because now the director's vision or the writer's vision is being tampered with a little bit. And there are some directors and writers, when you jump on board to be a part of their project, they let you know straight up. There is a nudity closure in there somewhere as well, and it's like certain shit is going to happen if you're playing this role, you are expected to fulfill the duties of this character. Facts. And some people be with it, and then some people be upset that they didn't want to be with it, but they wanted the role. And it's like, well, how bad did you want to be in this fucking project? Right, because you wasted everybody's time because I, I specifically said you was getting your titty sucked. Right. And you... And you that, ain't read that, right. though. And now, now that the project is out making millions of dollars, now you feel a certain way because your titty was getting sucked, and now you're rethinking, oh, I probably didn't want my titty getting sucked. Because I didn't want people to see me getting my city against Because I don't like how that makes me feel. Right, right. I mean, in this particular instance, yeah, this shit. there was nobody there to even say that. Right, right. Because even if the kid probably felt uh, weird, you know, at seven, you 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 you, you know something yeah, ain't right with that. You know something ain't right. At seven, you know something ain't right. Yeah. You they, might not say it fully because you don't know how to say it. Yeah, now lay on the floor and and, and, and spread your legs open, and he's going to look at you weird. He's going to look at you weird at first, and then Mm-mm, the kid nah. probably going to do it because 
probably don't know any better. Don't know any better. The kid is probably oh, man. parent probably told him like, yo, just you know what it's I mean. It's okay. Type whoever shit. whoever she was attached to, the parent probably was like, yo, listen to whatever they say. They gonna right. give you direction. It's it's they're playing, and it's it's for a show. And that's crazy. Masking it under playing is so fucking devious. Oh my god. I mean, I guess that's why that's she's devious. feeling like she got a suit because. Maybe she didn't have full disclosure information and she probably didn't. And, you know, she probably coached her kids in a certain type of way and it's traumatizing to them now. Now, you know, they go and like you said, maybe if it it was disguised as play, now they go to quote unquote play (laughs) and, you know, she has to now differentiate what that is versus what they went through filming that. And now think about the kid. Who's a who's got to be an adolescent at this point or a teenager, and now their friends is like, wait, ain't that so and so? Yeah, that's a whole nother thing now. You school about to start back. You about to go to school with this now? Oh my god! Yeah, I'm sure there's. I won't, I won't give examples of the bullying, but I'm sure there's types of bullying the that trauma, can come from yeah, that. Yeah, the, the the trauma's real right now. Um, good god. Yeah, we ain't mean to start the show like that, but yeah, but listen, we got we we gotta let y'all know what's up because. And we got to let y'all know in a way that is not going to be one-sided either. Nah. That's what the internet likes to do. Once Everything is one-sided. Everything On here, you're going to get full sides on the motherfucking table. Because this is dads and bow Yeah, and you know, a lot of people like to take the sides of the people that they know. A lot of people were killing the parent at first. Which I understand. When yeah. Tiffany came out with her um, statement, her right. statement, yeah. I, I was inclined to. I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. All right, because this sounds weird. Tiffany would never. But then I seen the video, and I'm like... Y'all niggas, <laughs> it took it too far. Yeah, y'all might have to, y'all might have to pay up, or y'all might have to get hit with criminal charges, or because they're they're facing criminal charges. Oh no, bro, it's, it's a child abuse. Once I saw criminal, I said, oh, they 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 might be going down for a minute. Yeah, we're talking ten and better. He might be going down, or they might get hit with that sexual. Oh, if, uh, they, oh, if they get hit with that, oh, it's over. Yeah, they might get that thrown on them if label. She, if she gets that thrown on her, bro, she's not. I wouldn't be in this industry much longer. Yeah, she she might be done on yeah, that. She end might of be it. done. That nigga is already done. It all depends on the details of it. Maybe she didn't know what the fuck was going on either. Because, like I said, her role is very short. But can you imagine she knew and she was just like, "Man, I just hope I get on." That's what it looked like, can bro. You imagine, like, I'm not even gonna just, hold you. I just hope I get on because this shit, this shit funny as fuck. If we if, know how Tiffany Haddish is, if I'm not mistaken, right. Ari Spears was already yeah, somewhat yeah, he was already in the established, industry. right? And he, you know, he was doing the impersonation of the voice, which that's what we know him for. So maybe this is one of her first bigger breaks, right? Oh, I get to work with Aries, right? I'm supposed to be doing this funny ass skit with this skit with these kids. I'm the mom. Right. I drop the kid off. I drop the kid. Well, in this particular instance, I drop the kid off, right? Um, and that's all. That's my role, right? All right, cool. And then it maybe is it maybe you didn't ask as many questions as you should have until the shit was done. I don't know, and I don't want to shoot nobody bail, but right that that that's what it, it looked like a, a real come up type of video. Right. Looked like it was shot on some regular ass camera. Was not no big production set behind this. Um, but the idea was bad. I I need further detail. If this is going to make any type of sense, it needs to make more sense than the video that is out because the video that is out definitely makes it look. Terrible. Makes it look bad. And I'm going to just say You don't find that suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm learning about social media, the more and more I use it, as we all do, 
I'm realizing that it doesn't matter if what's being posted or promoted is negative or positive. Because if you didn't know who the fuck Aries Spears was before this and before the Lizzo shit, I guarantee you're going to know who we, because now there's people that are saying, who the fuck, who the fuck is Aries Spears? And in my opinion, nigga, if you don't know who Aries Spears is, you're definitely living under a rock. Yeah. That nigga has been on multiple platforms, multiple interviews, doing mad impersonations. And I think that nigga's in the Guinness book, actually. Aries so, has been around for me. He may not be the, the big name actor nah, in the film. Right. But he's definitely killed a couple of supporting acting roles um, as a comedian. Right. Um, and someone funny. That's why his comments even got traction when it right. came to Lizzo. Yo, that com- that comment was OD wild, though. That that comment, he didn't give a... F- nigga said, Lizzo? Yeah, but don't she look like the shit emoji? I'm like, yo, what? But I think that's, that's where we've ended up in this tricky space. And I, why I understand why some of these social media warriors, quote unquote, um, like just feel like cancel all types of right. offensive comedy, right? Because right. in one instance, he's sitting in that interview as Aerie Spears, the comedian. Correct. However, at the same time, you're getting interviewed as Aerie Spears, the person. Right, like the real, like my real thoughts. Right. So when you are maybe trying to blend the two, and you're trying to make jokes about serious topics, or you really do feel like it, it didn't translate. We, we can't tell the difference. Yeah. We yeah. don't know if you being serious or if you joking. I don't think I don't think that was a joke. I think he was dead ass when he meant when he when he when he said shit emoji. I think he envisioned her naked, and then he thought to himself, she looks like the shit emoji. Yeah, but I think you only say that if you think it's going to be funny. He probably definitely thinks that about her, for sure. Nah, he, because when he said that, I had to really, really think, now, why would he say that? Then I had to think, damn, well, we have been seeing Lizzo, you know, be naked sometime and just be free and shit. And then, but comparing her to the shitty mo, nah, he, he was wild with that. God, and then damn, he said, crazy. I mean, what, I think the point of his comment, the other one, the one about, you know, Women aren't really about empowerment yeah, because yeah, which was if you like, see whoa. your friend, um, you know, not eating well and not trying to be healthy or whatever, and you don't say nothing about it, you like go ahead, girl, eat that hamburger. Yeah, then that's not really empowerment because you're helping in the detriment of their life. Cool, right. I get the the point, but yeah. again, blending comedy with your overall maybe message that might have been positive. Now it seems like you just trying to joke on Lizzo, right? Like you saying, oh, you know, look at Lizzo. None of her friends are saying anything about her weight and da-da-da-da. Knowing that clearly Lizzo is battling that. What we need to also do, too, is just on the flip side is, yo, we might have to get Vlad TV the fuck up out of here because we might have to get Vlad out of here. Niggas been saying that for a minute. Because Vlad be get yo, Vlad probably has literally single handedly the most hot takes as an interview platform. You don't see Vlad's face, but he got these hot takes for days. Vlad, little Wayne, like he got some shit. Vlad is known notorious as the white man who has infiltrated hip hop culture, big facts on multiple levels, and is exploiting it for views. Likes and notoriety This is how he gets money A lot of people that go on there End up getting arrested <laughs> Fuck. A lot of people that end up on there 
get these hot takes that get them in trouble. It's not hot takes that elevate them. Nah, it's definitely going down. Like, I haven't seen anybody get a positive interview out of that, especially someone black. That's true. Because he doesn't just interview black people. Interviews all. He interviews anybody he thinks is going to be worth the views. And all the stories, like, it's always, I don't know how many times he revisited Shorty who said that Tupac raped her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but he put that out there. He's had uh, he's had Boozy on there a hundred fucking times, and not for nothing positive, right? Every time Boozy does one, it's, it's a controversial right. interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the comments be out of this out of this <laughs> out of this planet. Like, Boozy, son. what's wrong with you, nigga? You ain't learned from the first interview. Fuck. Yeah, and Boozy clearly like it because he keep going on there. Put your pussy lips on live. I give you a thousand dollars. This nigga <laughs> talking about the nation. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Jeez. all right, we're going to lighten the mood up. So there's a fucking <laughs> tweet going around okay. that says, Chloe fine as hell, but you can tell she just found that out. LOL. I don't know, man. That, that also <laughs> sounded crazy to me too. That tweet. That, that, yeah. That also sounded crazy to me. The tweet is crazy. That tweet is crazy. What I will say though, is I do have two questions from it. Okay. The first is, have you ever dated or known a girl that just found out she was a baddie? I've definitely come across a few. I, f- I feel like I have, but I feel like I've, I've also been coming across girls that think they're baddie, but ain't. No, and, just, and niggas just want to fuck. Like, mm. like you are actually not bad. You so are, wait, 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 wait. Oh. You are fuckable. Oh, wait, we, we, going, down <laughs> no, yeah, a, we, we going down another going rabbit, down hole. rabbit hole. Right? Hold up. Damn. So what's the difference between a baddie and someone who's fuckable, who's just fuckable? Like because there is a there is a difference between the girl who's a baddie, so niggas is fiending, talk about, and it. the girls that niggas think is a pop, so niggas is fiending. Oh shit! Okay, for me, because huh, I'm gonna be a single individual. <laughs> um, I think for me, I think a baddie is a girl that you think is out of your league. But you want to fuck. Mm. Um, and again, I'm speaking for me. <laughs> I think a baddie is a girl that is out of your league, but you deep down want to fuck. Mm. What makes her out of your league? So, again, for me, there's women that I follow right now. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll be like, damn, I want to fuck this girl. Mm. I don't want to do anything else but fuck her. I don't want to take her out. I don't want to ask how her day is. I don't want to know what she's doing in life. I don't want to know about her last relationship. I just want to fuck. And I'm trying to figure out how to do that without actually letting her know that's all I want to do. Mm. <laughs> I'm just being honest. And then there's girls that I want to fuck. And I don't have to do shit for, but I be feeling like. You do have the potential to be a baddie. I I just don't look at you that way. Like I like I know it's gonna be easy to fuck you. Interesting. It's it's it's, it's gonna be easy. And to take it a step further, when I saw this question, I had to go back. I said, "Yo, there's mad girls that all I had to do was do erotic poetry, and I smashed. I never had to tell. But I know niggas can't give it all away. You gotta save it for the Patreon. I know niggas that have done more than me to get the pussy, and then tell me about it. And then in my mind, it's like. Nigga, all I did was do poetry, but I'm keeping that for myself, though. But I know niggas who went the extra mile talking birthdays, 
gifts. And I'm like, all I did was do poetry for 30 seconds. And I smashed. And you telling me that you took this girl to a five-star restaurant and you didn't get to smash on a third date? Like, I smashed after the show. That shit crazy. Yeah, so for me, I mean, I think that when you leave who's a baddie and who's not only in the sexual realm, that will always differentiate. It's mm. uh, Or that'll always be different based off of who is who. Because you might do poetry and be able to seduce somebody into sex. Somebody else might have to do a little bit more. I don't know if that necessarily Correct, 100% yeah. um, gives the audience a definition of baddie, but right. I would say um, that... That's true. There are components of that that I think do lead to um, if someone is a baddie or not. So for me, a baddie is more so... A woman who likes to keep herself done up. Okay. She's she's she maintenances herself well. Okay. Um and everybody knows it. So from other women who look at her and know and maybe even they'll never say it, but they look up to her. Oh, they might look shit. Whoa. They might look to her for for cosmetic advice. This nigga said they may look up to her. Fuck. They might look to her for beauty tactics and, and ways of of enhancing their beauty and their looks. They might look at how she dresses. They may actually want to be that girl. To some extent, yeah. I think a lot of baddies have fans that are women who kind of want to be like them, if not them. If not, they're trying to figure out how to be their friend. Right. Right, I've heard those stories too, and that's always been a little interesting. Because they weird probably to me. they probably don't know these girls, but it's like, how do I be this girl's friend? Because this girl, unless she got everything figured out, this girl is a bad bitch. If I was a nigga, I would be on it. I've heard so many of those stories, and Patreon. women get. Yeah, I'm not going to tell Patreon. the story. But we women, bring those women, on the women get like really like catty, weird. No, they get weirded out. Oh, by that because. I I don't know many men who've tried to be my friend because they look up to me type shit. I'm sure it happens. But in terms of like the stories that some of my my uh, female friends tell me, I'm like, damn, that that does seem like a little like this girl has no connection to you, but she's like I want to be your friend cuz you're pretty. Can I Can I tell you a real thing? I'm going to expound on it on a future Patreon. I had a nigga come to me in my inbox a few months ago and tell me straight up I don't know you like that, but I've met you once or twice. You know what I mean? I like how you wear your suits. Maybe I can help you work out and you can help me get in, uh, get my suit game up, up to par. And that is how we started our friendship. Interesting. Yeah, we'll go into that a little bit more. I was but like, I still what? think that's a little bit different than, like, I want to be your friend because you're pretty. Like, imagine a nigga in your inbox, like, I want to be your friend because you're handsome. Nigga, that's basically how I took it. He said he likes how I look in my suits. I mean, I don't know. I don't 100% look at it one-to-one because it might be, in his mind, I don't know how to dress. This nigga know how to dress. Right. So if he could teach me how to dress, I don't mind helping him work out. Right, because right. he's a workout nigga. He's buffing all that. Yeah, so it's like, I don't mind showing him some things or two in the gym if he could, like, maybe he really, really bad at putting suits or something together. But if a nigga just straight up came like, yo, you handsome I like the way you get girls. I want to be your friend. Even that I like the way you get girls might be a little bit of a buffer. But if a nigga just comes straight up like, yo, 
you handsome trying to be your friend. I don't know, bro. There's dudes. <laughs> there have been dudes in the past that's been in the inbox. They, the ones that I know of it were shooting a shot though. Yeah, them niggas was definitely shooting a shot. This nigga not shooting a shot. He just <laughs> he just think you handsome, and right. because you handsome, he want to be close to you. Nah, that that sounds weird to me. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like weird. girls have no cap. Have that, told that, that me like weird. they've weird. had girls in their inbox like not gay, not shooting a shot, not none of that. They just throwing some like yo. You mad pretty. I want to be your friend. I can see how that could weird somebody out because I don't think that's like, and I'm not saying, actually, we're, we're here now. I don't think there's a right way of being anybody's friend in terms of how you become friends because it could be some random shit. It could be some work shit. It could be some school shit. It could just be, it'd be random. We might have to have a Patreon on how, how do how do you become friends with certain people? Because you'd be surprised. It'd be all type of, that you would never think of, but it happens. I think, what we need to focus on more than that is, are you really operating in your real space? Because niggas could be, hold on, niggas could be telling you you're pretty and you doing all of that because you deep down inside feel like you're ugly as fuck. So you do all these things to get done up, to get pretty, but you really got insecure issues. So these girls are being, quote unquote, led by a false prophet. There's that, there's that aspect of it, but then there's also, what's your intention of being my friend? Oh, shit. If I'm pretty, cool. But that's not the reason why you want to be my friend. Oh, shit, we going somewhere. Yeah, like, you might really want something from You me. want something from this. I don't know what you want yet. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't even know if I could trust this right now. I might have to meet you, and I might have to keep a tape recorder on me. I remember not too long ago, and then we'll get back on track on baddies. Right, right, I, I know right. the, yeah, the yeah. audience was like, yo, that was a good yeah, enough yeah, it was. conversation. But, but this right here getting spicy, though. This shit right here getting good. There was a, a fucking meme, I think, that came out, like, maybe two months ago. Yeah. I don't know if you remember about, like, this baddie who some girl inboxed and was like, yo, we should hang out. And then they went and they hung out. Yeah, yeah. And the girl was, like, weird the whole time. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, she went to go pick her up, and she was, like, late, and then she was like, oh, can my friends come with me? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, you put yourself in weird positions sometimes when new people or friends or, or interesting individuals come in and they don't really tell you the full intent remember, as to why they want to be your friend. Remember, that was an Issa Rae episode. If you remember when her and Molly first got into their like, really big argument mm-hmm. and Issa Rae went on the time. She was like, I'm going to just do me today. And she did her. And then she got played by those girls at the table. They left right. her at the tab. And Issa right. had no way of getting back to where she was going to. Right. And then that thing Lawrence popped up. And Lawrence popped up on some rants. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Come on. We know what's up. Don't <laughs> like, be going around telling niggas they handsome. I want to be your friend. That sounds crazy to But me. women have way more of those stories than men. 100%. I mean, I- I'm sure. Well, hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on. Another thing just came. Boop. Women probably have more women stalkers than they do men in terms of the digital realm. Mm. I don't know about the real world still might be niggas is out here wilding. But in the digital realm, there's probably women that's low key watching and praying on women because they're like, yo, how do I get to this girl? I'm gonna go to her book signing. I know she just released a book. I'm gonna say I'm her biggest fan. Deep down inside, I'm really trying to be that bitch. I wanna know everything about her so I could be that bitch because I'm not that bitch. I'm gonna go to her conference. I know she just sold out in three fucking cities in the last three months. Damn, don't tell me Ari Spears was correct. The women empowerment should be a, a, a facade for something sure, else. I wasn't even going there, but you know what? He may have had a point on that because I definitely know women who fan for other women. Oh, I, oh, I know that. 
because they want to be that woman. Damn. They see the boyfriend. Damn. They see the house. They see the house. They see the car. They don't know nothing about Shorty. Nothing. They don't even know Shorty's middle name. They don't know that Shorty actually was living on an air mattress for the... This, is, this shit just blew up just recently. They don't know Shorty lied on all her resumes just to say she had a resume because she never had a job in her life. She Everything's been handed to her. She don't know how to really get it. So she had to make up a story to get it. And now she got it. Back to what a baddie is. <laughs> Y'all niggas getting a lot today. We've been the last three episodes, we've been on fucking fire. You can't stop us. <laughs> you can't stop we us. We the fucking fire hydrant and the firehouse. Yeah, you can't stop God, us. Damn. Um so okay, so to me, a, a part of being a baddie is right. um high maintenance, high upkeep. They keep themselves looking maybe in the latest uh designer. That might be part of it. They don't have to, they just gotta look. They just got to keep themselves looking good most of the time. Nine right. times out of ten, you're going to catch them on a good day, right. right? That's one part of being a baddie. Um, the next part of being a baddie is the men and the women both acknowledge that they are physically attractive and that they are attractive in the realm of how they present themselves, whether it's how they present themselves online or how they present themselves in real life. Right. Or a combination of the two in 2022. Right. Um, The next part of of being a baddie, I think, then comes into what type. Now. No one may be saying this and nobody may be acknowledging this, but what type of nigga that they end up pulling? What's the type of nigga that they end up showing off? Right. Because some baddies lower their stock when they show off the nigga. And the nigga don't match the baddie. Let me say it again. Some baddies lower their stock when they show off they nigga, and the nigga doesn't quite match the baddie. Prime example. Sorry, I'm going to do this. And this might get us some hate, but we're just trying to give examples to keep it real. Summer Walker and her man don't match one-to-one. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm just keeping it a thousand. She got with him, her stock went down. For some niggas... Her stock went down for sure. When she was with London on the track, her stock was up. Her stock went up. Right. Even, even though, though the niggas even dirt. The niggas dirt, they're toxic. Together, they had a toxic. I'm not calling London. I don't know that man, but this based nigga, off of their relationship. They, they, they just dropped the photo. He has gremlin feet on her back. If you don't get those gremlin toes <laughs> off her fucking back, nigga, and then go write good times, nigga, good time, nigga, you need a nail clipper. <laughs> nigga, you need to go to a fucking podiatrist. Your feet are dying. <laughs> Your feet are dying. And you got the nerve to put good times. Times. Like, I hope her back is okay. Yeah. Well, I she don't got no goddamn infection on that shit. I don't know what that was. Fuck. Uh, In the bathroom of all places. Nigga, you could have made her head hit the fucking toilet. I'd also say like a baddie kind of has some mystery around them or exclusivity. You don't really know. Like as a nigga, I think, I think niggas have a hard time. Approaching baddies because they don't know how to approach them. Come on. They don't man. know if she's an intellectual. Come on. They don't know if she's the bottle girl type that's snapping right now. Needs to you need to hit her up and be like, yo, I just reserved the table. We're gonna have four bottles pull up at uh, 12 o'clock at night. They they don't know if she's that type. They don't know if she's the type that every two weeks you gotta show up with a Gucci. A bag or a Louis bag or Prada to keep her happy. They don't know I'm gonna tell you with the baddie. I'm going to tell you some real shit, bro. There is some women out there that they are fucking 
Like real baddies. I better never hit a lick. <laughs> because the flex that I'm going to put on them is simple. I don't care if you got a man or not. I need you ready tonight at 8 o'clock. We're going out. We're going to the Ritz. And we're going to be there for a while. I'm wine, I'm wine dining you. Because you're a baddie, by default, you deserve this. Number mm-hmm. two, I'm in a position to provide it. You're coming with me tonight. Now, in contrast to the baddie, I think what niggas would consider or think is a pop is the woman, whether truthful or untruthfully, uh-huh. And I'm not saying this is right, ladies. Don't don't kill me before y'all understand what I'm saying. Whitney said it's not right, but it's okay. When, <laughs> whether the rumors are true or not, and whether they hold any stock, whether it is a reality or whether it is even, I would say, worthy of discussion, the pop tends to be the girl that has somehow received the reputation of fucking. Yeah. She You don't want to go here. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going to go, but <laughs> cuz this is worse than the baddie talk. This is it. She somehow has received the reputation for either fucking quote unquote early, like first date, second date, or honestly, if we keep it in a stack for a lot of these women it's ones who feel sexually liberated. So they don't hold the traditional standards of what society. I, I have to add to that. We're talking, we're also talking about the girl that fucked five niggas and they all know each other. Again, guys, what we're also talking about too with this pop or this, you know, the girl that you feel like you could fuck because your man's fucked. There's niggas out there that think that way. I know niggas that fucked the same girl, but that girl didn't tell me that she fucked my mans. I had to find out from somebody else. I found out from my mans. And let me make it very clear. I love me a sexually liberated woman. Me too. I don't give a fuck about none of that pop shit. (laughs) To me, I have my own standards, and that has to do more so with Morality and character, mm-hmm. like, again, I think we've said this on the podcast before. You would only hear me call somebody something like that in a actual terminology if it has to do with them knowingly having STDs or some shit like that shit. and fucking somebody. Damn. That is the only way I got it. I would be like, yo, that person is a pop because they clearly don't give a fuck about nobody but themselves in a nut. Like, if you knowingly... Are burning and it's like I'm. I don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna tell nobody because I want to get this nut. Like and obviously, I would say women would say niggas do that type of shit more than women do. But that's a whole nother conversation. I have no statistics around that. All I know that in my for me that would be the only case where you would actually hear me be like, nah, that person is a pop. Right. Other than that, a sexually liberated person is a sexually liberated person. To me, I'm not gonna. That doesn't fall in one of those categories for me. But like you said, there are a lot of men who will hear a story about, oh, shorty popped on the first night or, oh, yo, I got her in the backseat and she gave it up or, yo, we fucked in the park. 
And because they're shocked at the antics, they probably shocked that they were even able to get it. Right. So they just had to go run tell that. Right. Shout out to Martin Lawrence. They had to go in and tell everybody that business. Now that woman's business is out in the streets. And because her business is out in the streets, now she's quote unquote a pop. But there's but deep down inside, too, there's mad chicks that niggas fuck that niggas didn't think that they could smash. Well, that be the case. That be the thing. And and the reality is this. Fabulous told us it, it just wasn't your turn. It just so that's if it's strictly about sex, wait your turn. If it ever will be your turn. If it ever will be, because just like how niggas got a hit list, you can't tell me chicks ain't got a hit list. Oh, chicks definitely got a hit list. I put up I put up a while I put up a few posts this past week for my Wild Out Wednesdays uh hum day. And there was a few shorties that was writing, not just in the inbox, okay, writing on the page that I've never seen write on the page. And then a part of me thought to myself, this is an open invitation for me to fuck. And then some of them, that's what it turned into. All I'm saying is this. You never know what somebody's thinking sometimes woman I'm, I'm speaking about until you ask particular questions or until you're in a particular situation right what i mean we all kind of know this already but just to make sure that we're all on the same page because of the way society is tailored uh-huh and because you got niggas that as soon as they get a chance to hit they're calling shorty a pop most women are very reserved with who they fuck who they want or, who, or letting that person know that they want to fuck. It's true. Right? Like, it takes a particular moment. It takes safety. Understanding that this individual, and sometimes that takes years, right? Like, you might have a girl that has been preying on you for years, and when you ask her, like, why have you never said anything before? Oftentimes, the answer, it may not directly say it, but oftentimes the answer is around safety. I didn't feel safe. Because I didn't know how you were going to take that information. But now observing you over a couple of years, I realize what type of nigga you are. I realize how you move in these streets. I understand these things. And so now I feel more available to approach you in that type of, of, of method, in that, in that way, in that fashion. Like that's, that's one thing that a lot of niggas don't take appreciation of, too, is you might not get it until she feels safe or comfortable or open or whatever with you. Um, and that doesn't mean shit about anything else other than one society and two, maybe it is a version of wait your turn, but then we go into the conversation of it ain't everybody, not everybody gets a turn. <laughs> not reality. Every, not, not everybody gets a turn because I mean, let's face it. Everybody's not those guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but pussy is, is also not entitled to anybody. It's, it, it's, it's not, but. That shit is also out there for everybody. Like, like you, anybody can get dick if you're into that, and anybody can get pussy. That doesn't mean you're gonna get it from the people that you want to get it from, but you gonna get it. Well, that that's more my point. My point is more so that gonna get it. who you think you're entitled to get it from ain't always who is supposed to give it to you. It's, that, it ain't always your turn. You. You may you may never get a turn on this carousel. You may you may never get entry into this club. Listen, there's niggas that shot the club up 
and their kids might look good, but they really upset that they shot the club up. Meanwhile, the shorty was bad, and they paying child support. They miserable. I don't know if the sex was as worth, you know what I mean, whatever they paying. Like, I know niggas that's, you know, like personally, like they, they checks is being garnished. All, all, all in the sake of, I fuck, I fucked the bad bitch. Yeah, he was stressed. <laughs> stressed, dog. You, 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 you real stressed. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure this out for myself. And I guess some of the, the, the listeners can help me. What is the point of wanting to smash a bad chick only to smash a bad chick and then smash another bad chick? Is there any real, like, is, is there, like, a real goal? I think that goes back to the conversations we've been having on the podcast when niggas need to reevaluate why they are dating or dealing with whoever they're dating or dealing with, right? right? Like, if you are still in the space in life where you just want to fuck and you just want to see the levels of women you can have access to to fuck, right? Then you're chasing a ghost, right? Because there are going to be women that you would consider out of your league that would be interested and willing to fuck you, right? There are 7 billion people on this planet. You're going to find somebody who you deem to be highly, highly attractive that also finds you highly, highly attractive. And if you're going to continue to chase that ghost of being like, oh, shit, well, what's the next baddie that I could go find and, and smash because I got this one and she was with the shits. We ended up smashing. But like you said, sometimes the price of admission that you're paying to get into this club is now you got child support because you were so fiending to get into this club, a.k.a. deal with this baddie, and you ended up busting a nut in 30 seconds because that was your first baddie. And now you were sitting here with a kid attached to this baddie. <laughs> but now the price of admission is she also was used to a certain type of lifestyle facts and we gotta talk about it since we here nigga said 30 seconds if you lie to get into the club oh if you told niggas you was on the vip guest list oh my god and they somehow let you in right oh my now you are attached to the VIP guest list lifestyle persona. Now she is going to be looking at you like, yeah, nigga, I want X, Y, and Z. And if you can't provide that, then you ain't shit. And I'm going to just blast your shit any chance I get. <laughs> any chance I get, I'm going to make sure niggas know you ain't shit. Yo, there's chicks out there that's still doing that to this day. Yeah, now we both miserable. And now the worst factor of it is now the child is now seeing us both miserable and unfortunately may also be miserable now because of us. So like the good brother said, I think sometimes we need to evaluate why we are chasing whatever we are chasing. And it's safer, right, once you realize what you actually want in a relationship or what you want to then be transparent about that. So that you don't end up in certain positions and predicaments where now you got to figure it out because you didn't keep it up front in the beginning and a lot of niggas is doing that because they feel like they got a lie to get a baddie. That's, that's really right. where we are. Right. Um, niggas be like, I ain't never been with a baddie. <laughs> I think this leads it to my next question, though. Shout out to Lee um, for sure. When did you realize you were considered attractive? 
because Chloe definitely is just now realizing to some extent, right? She's been a kid all her life. Right. She's been a, a well, in the all her life as a star. Right. She's been a kid. And obviously now she's about to be 25 coming up, I think, this year. I didn't even know that. Wow. Um, so <clears throat> she's, she was younger than that. She's 24 now. Our body's insane. So as she is now an adult, um, I think she's getting the attention from adult men. Of course. Like men that's really out here. Like, or men that have been preying her disgustingly so since she, she was, was like. 18. Right. 17, 18. Possibly. Right. Like, yeah, when she grew up, she's going to be a baddie. But now have the ability to actually approach her because she's 24 and it not seem as weird or off kilter or whatever the case is. Uh, so when did you realize for yourself, like, oh, shit, I'm an attractive person. Like, shorties is really feeling me based off of how I look or how I present myself. In, in 2013. Talk was, to me. <laughs> there was a particular woman that I met. She came to an Untamed Talent show, and I was like, why is she talking to me? Mm. Oh, she, I know this girl. Because she's bad as fuck. <laughs> I was like- Oh, I know this person. I was like, why is she talking to me? Like, dead ass. This is a Patreon episode? <laughs> I have de- to save it. The details of it is a Patreon episode? I have to save it. <laughs> L- long story short. Some of y'all might be able to dig back in the crates and find a little bit of information, but this might be a Patreon. Yeah. But long story short, go yeah. ahead. Uh, long story short, after we, you know, did what we did, um, I, I thought, I thought after that, all right, cool, so- now we're getting to know each other. She was like, no, honey, it was just sex. And those are her exact words. And I was crushed. <laughs> I was crushed real bad. <laughs> I was like, damn. I, I, you know, I, I mistakenly thought, you know, us partying and us drinking and, you know, all of that would translate into, all right, cool. Like, you like me. And it was like, nah, I want to see what that dick about because you're talking all this erotic poetry shit. And... After that, I went on a rampage and <laughs> started smashing mag people. But I think she, you know, by you know, you know, by hurting my feelings, let me know I was I was attractive, like like really attractive. So by her interest <clears throat> in you, you felt like you could now pull that standard of woman that you may have thought at that particular time was out of your quote unquote lead. Yeah, because I I thought that particular young lady was out of my league. Mm. And it wasn't until like converse, like years later of like other conversations I realized like she was just as lost and young like me, like fucked up in the game in terms of what the fuck she was trying to do. Definitely is a baddie. Still is a baddie, actually. Um, but at that particular time, it was just, it was mad other like factors going on that I didn't know about till like long after. And I was like, damn, like I kinda I could have got caught up with this and the shit could have went left. Could have went real left. So but, okay. So we got one standard from it being dealing with a chick that you think you may not be able to deal with. Yes. Um, so that that on one end it's like a confidence booster yeah and then from then on you felt like all right i have an understanding that i 
can be attractive enough to get to this level or this access. I can access this type of woman that I consider to be a bad. Yeah. yeah. So we got that level. Okay. I think for me, as I was trying to think about it, I felt like the answer started to get convoluted because so I've always been considered when I was younger as a kid or whatever, as quote unquote cute, like from when I was a child, when I was five, six, seven, whatever the case is, like there was always an understanding of me being a cute child and cute to the point where at some points when I was uh, young, young people would mistake me for a girl. Oh, wow. So. Like a boy, I, I me personally, I feel like a boy that can be mistaken as a girl nine times out of ten, like has very, very what people would consider to be pretty boy type features, right? So I've had that attachment to who I was for a long, long period of time, but um, that didn't always necessarily translate into me thinking that like I was like the most. Obviously, as a kid, no one's yeah. thinking about that type of shit. Right, right, right. Um, but when I'm looking back, I'm looking at what attributes were attached to me at certain phases in life and what they did for me. So that didn't necessarily do anything for my confidence in terms of talking to girls and things like that. What I would say also played a component in that is not having a father. So I think when you have a male influence, yeah. it adds an addition to, oh, she's interested in you. And then teaching you how to, like, approach. Like, so... Although my mom would definitely be able to be like, oh, okay, that girl seems like she got a crush on you or whatever the case is. She wouldn't be able to teach me from a male perspective how to approach um, in a way that women were traditionally comfortable with back then. Things have changed a whole bunch, but like in that time frame. So I don't think that that confidence came until... Until I defined what a man was for myself, and that was way later. Um, so, like, in high school, like, again, looking back now, there were so many of the, quote-unquote, top baddies in the high school that I could have pulled if I was, like, more cognizant of that back then. But So, there's an attractiveness there, right? Like, I'm talking about the uh, at my particular school, there were cheerleaders, there were... Well, yeah, I had like at least three or four cheerleaders that I probably could have pulled if I like was was on it like that. I wasn't really on it in high school. I was I was chilling, but I did date one of the prettiest girls at the time. Um, Like and everybody was like, yo. Like all the dudes started to get feel a certain type of way because it's like yo x is pulling that i was a silent killer like i was a sniper back then like i was i wasn't really in all the chicks faces but when a chick like let me know what time it was we kind of like and this particular girl it was public it was a lot more public but a lot of a lot of the popular girls silently let me know what time it was um so i didn't really i didn't take anything from that but i would say that that did like, it never added anything to my confidence in right. terms of, oh, I know I could pull you, but I wasn't interested in pulling. Like, I, I was not thinking from that mind, mind frame back then. I wouldn't say until, again, I defined what manhood was, and then I started pulling the chicks that you know <laughs> I've been pulling within the last, you know, decade or so, like, big time... In the industry girls, 
or or chicks that everybody around us niggas have been feeding for. Or, you know, just those toxic girls. Just you know. Well, some of them are toxic. Not all of them. Not all of them yeah, been toxic. Yeah, not all of them just... Some of them were toxic, yes, so 100%. Some of, them, some of them were were baddies, but they were definitely toxic, and I would just give my nigga the side eye, like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure, sir? Even D-Flow would be like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm not talking about, we're not <clears throat> specifying between the toxic. I'm talking about baddies in general. Yeah. Um, uh, a, a large a large majority of them over the last few years have definitely fallen under the umbrella of baddie. Some of them right now, I don't know what the fuck happened. What happened to you, girl? Oh, uh, I don't. Ain't none of those on my roster. <laughs> no more. <laughs> I don't think they ever existed on my roster. Get the fuck up out of here. Oh, Get him out of here. But I don't even know. If, I don't even know if that solidified attractiveness or not to me. But I do. I, I'll add that into the column. Like okay. being like, I agree with you. I think that is one component of it. Being able to pull somebody. I wouldn't necessarily say I thought was out of my league, but just like it growing. Like I felt like there was a time frame doing music where one, my fan base, my fan base was very vocal about me being attractive. So there was, there was an instance, of course, with the Miguel here, there was a phase like there are pictures where I got mad baddies in pictures. And I remember Niggas always used to come up to me and be like, yo, that's X. He always got all the girls with him. And I'd be like, nigga, it's not even that deep. Like, you got to chill out. Like, relax. Like, I got known for that at a certain period of time. And so, like, I think all of it just compiled into this notion. But I never really accepted that mantle, I feel like, until, I don't know, more recently. Like, in, in the sense of people do find me attractive to a whatever degree i'm not going to define the degree but whatever degree you might fall think attractive niggas fall in line with i get a lot of that attention um but i just don't i don't feel like i acknowledge it as much so i don't know if we define that for the fucking audience or not <laughs> patreon it is yeah we might have to get a patreon little bit further into that but uh chloe definitely is is coming into herself she knows it I look at her as the next Beyonce. Um, and Beyonce didn't always start off as the icon that she is now. She definitely didn't. We just saw a video of her that just was like, God damn, she I was, was like, killing. Wow, yeah, she was she was she was wilding. I never saw that video before. But it took a while for her to get to that. Yeah. I could tell you when she was dating Sean Paul, niggas wasn't looking at Beyonce the way they looking at Beyonce now. It's definitely. I mean, niggas was looking at Sean Paul like damn, this nigga is fucking with Beyonce. Yeah, nigga. So Khaled said that he never tells Drake like anything negative about his verses. That was an interesting fucking take. Or his music. That was mad interesting. What made it interesting to you? Because it was like, how many times have you heard this nigga say something and you was like, mm, I don't know if that's the line or mm, I don't know if that's the pitch or mm, I don't know if that's the concept or mm, I don't know if that's the chorus that we should go with. And then you just let him go and you say nothing. You just affirm like you a yes man basically like uh yo drake i love it and you might not like that shit but because it's drake whatever the fuck that means to you and bro especially if drake if it's not a single nigga if this shit going on your album nigga i'm gonna need you to be for real about how you nigga it's going on your project it's not like it's just some a throwaway track nigga we actually trying to make money off this shit I've been telling you that Drake, 
there's a large consensus around Drake yeah. potentially on a decline. Mm. I'm not saying that he's going to stay there, but uh, 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 I uh. would say over the last, I would say during the pandemic, a little bit before that, people have been feeling like Drake has not been able to produce the smash cult hits that we know him for well um, for a long period of time. Over the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken, Drake definitely gave us God's plan. No, the pandemic, he gave us Tootsie Slide. Oh, Tootsie Slide, okay. Tootsie Slide was up there. Tootsie Slide was up there. And um, the other shit with Lil Durk. Them shits went crazy. Tootsie Slide was up there. Um, Laugh Now, Cry Later. That, 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 Laugh that. Now, Cry Later was all right. I mean, but it still doesn't live up to, I think, what the standard. Yeah, it wasn't God's plan, which is still, I think, his biggest record of all time. Tootsie Slide also to a lot of people felt like he was searching for a TikTok dance. Mm. And so, like, there is this thin line now of how we're judging artists. Are we judging them based off of their art or are we judging them based off of their commercial success? And I think people felt like that one he was chasing commercial as opposed to being an artist. That one is like up and down for me. I don't really it like you said, to me it did numbers. So like that's one of his his big hits. But um especially certified love lover boy. Um I think that that didn't hit the way people even though it did massive numbers. The hype the hype was crazy around that that album though. I think it did 650 um Shit, thousand the first week. God damn. So his biggest release was Scorpion, if I'm not mistaken, and like 720 or something. Scorpion was the biggest release? Biggest release. Wow. I mean, yeah, well. Not the best album right, out, yeah, of, out of right. them for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, we his know. biggest release. Yeah. We know what your best is. It's take yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, we know. Okay. Um, okay. So ever since then, I think people feel like he's been on a decline. Now, I think it's too prong. But could it also be now that we have this information? I don't think Khaled is not saying nothing to Drake five years ago. If he gets a verse he don't like. That's true. Because Drake five years ago was still really, really, really building what we have right now. I mean, he was already well established. Five years ago, he was well established. Sure. Because five years ago was not 2009. 2009, that's that's mad long ago. I know what Khaled is saying, too, right? Like, Rihanna gives you a verse, you're not saying nothing about it. Beyonce gives you a record. You're not, you're not giving no type of feedback. Thanks. Jay-Z gives you a fucking verse in one take. You ain't saying shit. Thanks. <laughs> especially, especially now, now that we know some of these artists that do records with Khaled, they're not even charging Khaled. They getting the money when the record actually goes, like when when the record blows up. They're not Khaled. Jay, I don't think Jay Z is saying Khaled. I need bread. Jay Z know the money is coming from what he says on that record, though. I tell you that most you that. most of the time, you get a record from those folks. Thank you, yeah, appreciate it. That's it. I ain't even hear the shit yet. Appreciate it. Like that's it. <laughs> I'm because not. They're at a level now where it's like, what else the fuck I'm gonna say, nigga? I'm doing you a favor. And then it made me think. I was like, yo, Khaled probably got the most features in the history of hip hop. Dead ass. Every fuck. I love. I was looking at Khaled. I was like, yo, every song says DJ Khaled featuring. Every but song. Now this makes me circle back to my point previously, which is, do we feel like Drake is in a space now where? There's too many yes men and people aren't challenging him artistically to stay on track. And I think also he's in a space where he could do whatever the fuck he wants. So those two things combined, although they sound good, 
no, not the yes man thing, but being in a space where you could do whatever the fuck you want does not match up well with being in a space where nobody is telling you, nah, that verse ain't it. Well, I went through a period in time, and I'm sure you remember this, where I feel like I fell off. And that's just overall artistically. Mm. Like, I just felt like... And this this was actually around 2018, 2019. I was like... I didn't have an urge to really write, to push myself. I was like in like a, 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 a breakup situation. I just felt like... Niggas don't care about Distinguished no more. Like, that's how I felt. I was like... I don't, I don't even think I care about wanting to be distinguished anymore. Like, I just I just want to go away. And I think that was a combination of burnout, of trying things or trying different ways of doing things and it just don't work out, or looking at what I've done to get to where I'm at, and then it's like, I don't want to keep doing that. But if I stop doing that, that way, I'm not going to be as relevant as I need to be the next day. Mm. And maybe Aubrey is looking at herself like this Drake persona that I've created, this Drake thing, whatever that is to other people, I don't think I want to be associated with that thing that they have been associated with that I created any much longer. I think I wanna I think I wanna do something else. And I think that's kinda maybe even where the conversations was happening when he was making his, you know, last album that he just put out. Like honestly, never mind. Like that title alone could could go in multiple ways because if you look at it from a literal sense, honestly, never mind. Could be like I don't care what nobody thinks. It, it and it could also go into I know what y'all used to, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna just drop this shit. Honestly, honestly, I was gonna have the conversation as to why I'm deciding to make this type of music, but y'all niggas not gonna right. listen anyway, yeah, so yeah. never mind. Right and. Going back to your point, maybe Drake is in a space, bro, where he don't give a fuck because he's Drake. That ass. He probably like, I don't give a fuck with nobody. And this actually could be a good space for him because he actually might tap into another level. Mm. Maybe maybe he's just dropping these other shits just, just to get it out the way real quick. Like, like, let me just get these thoughts out real quick. But I got some shit for y'all that y'all not even really ready for. So I think that and instead of us worrying about is Drake falling off or is Drake on a decline, we we might want to really be worried about, yo, what is that nigga really cooking? Like, what's really going on in his brain? I mean, I think that all of that is fair. I think the additional piece to that is artists do fall off, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean Drake, I mean uh J. Cole made a whole album called The Fall Off. So like a lot of us had held out faith that, nah, we you just don't understand what Kanye doing. Kanye about to come back and he's gonna slap us across the face with some shit that is gonna blow our minds. And really and truly, we just were watching the decline of Kanye. Now I'm not saying that that's the same with Drake. I think personally, Drake is in a space where he's bored with hip hop. Yeah, he's probably bored. Like just like you said, this thing that is quote unquote Drake is boring me at this point. I've been out I've been on the top of the mountain for way too long. I don't feel challenged. I don't feel like anybody could reach me. And even on my fall off, I'm still above you niggas. 
Like, even if I fall a thousand feet, I'm still going to land in a space that is higher than the next biggest nigga. Serena just lost a tennis match the other day in U.S. Open. I don't think Serena give a fuck. Deadass. Nah. I mean, I think she does because she wanted to get that 24. No. That 24th title would have would have broken the record. So, I think in that, or would have tied her with, um, with uh, King, I think. Yeah, but I think Serena... Let's just take the title away in terms of who Serena is. Serena is, I want you to understand. I said this like episodes ago. Serena is the only fucking, her and LeBron James, actually. But Serena specifically, Serena is the only tennis player in the face of the fucking world that has a whole Nike store named after her. The name of the Nike store is called Serena. I don't know where the store is, but it's a real store. They named this fucking store Serena. Serena definitely doesn't feel any type of way about who Serena is. Um, I think she does have goals and aspirations that she didn't accomplish. Um, maybe she will come back, maybe not. But um, Serena, like Tiger Woods, is she's going through her Tiger Woods thing right now. But when Tiger Woods had the situation with his wife, that nigga whole game was affected, bro. He was not. It wasn't until he won that Masters. A while back, that all right, cool. That nigga finally getting back to where he need to be at. Yeah, I mean, with Serena's a little bit different. She's out of tennis prime. Uh huh. Um, a mother now. A mother now. Um, a wife at that. She's married. Yeah. Okay. And so I think that a lot of that is. I think part of what you're saying is correct in terms of mentally. I think she's conflicted about going on tour, having to go to France for the French Open, having. To go to Australia for the Australia Open when it's like these are the most formative years of her daughter's life and she wants to be around for that. I think on the other hand of it, it's you're getting older and it in ain't order the same no more. Yeah, in order to do the things that you did as Serena, you would have to put yourself on like a crazy diet, workout plan, this, that, and a third. Are you really willing to do that right now? And maybe the answer for her is no, right? Because in order to get into that shape, she would have to do some more. She would have to do more than what I think she's doing at the, the current moment. And I don't know if she's come to the decision that she, that's what she wants to do. So she, you're, you're facing physical challenges. You're facing the, the mental challenge of, do I want to be away from my family? And those weren't the things that existed when Serena was 26 and single. Maybe dealing with Common um, in her 30s and Drake in her 30s. Now you're dealing with a 40-year-old woman who has a family and is probably saying to herself, I've already been at the top of the fucking mountain for mad long, kind of in similarity to Drake. Right. It's time to move on. Like I, I, maybe I want this title, but at what cost? I was just about to say, let's face it, bro. There's a lot of shit that we done did. We don't love it no more. It's, 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 it's not the same. Like, I went through a phase of rapping, and I was like, this ain't the same no more. I just started to feel like I could really want to do this again when I, when I did Fawn. Mm. I was like, oh, shit. I'm getting that 2013 glasses and bow ties back. Like, I'm feeling like it's fun again because I'm fucking making the fun. This other sh- I think it's the shit that we see and hear. You as an artist, if you know that you are number one in your field, Drake is number one in his category. I don't know if we're getting another Drake. And I mean that in all humility. I don't know if we're getting another Drake. I don't see that. But in terms of 
um, artists breaking records and artists doing numbers. Yeah, we're always going to have artists that breaks records and does numbers. But another Drake, that's like saying we're going to get another Michael Jordan. We're not getting another Jordan. We're not getting another Michael Jackson. So if we were to even talk in those, in that language, right? Right. There was Jay-Z. After right. Jay-Z, there was Kanye. Right. At the same time, you had Lil Wayne. Right. And then you had Drake. Right. Within the time frame that Drake has been out, was in a similar time frame as Kanye, quote unquote, replacing Jay Z. Right. It was yes. Yeah, it was right there, neck and neck. Um, Fifty Cent as well. Right, but we would never put him in the same category no, as that. No, no but, it's different. Yeah, but um, no, no shade, no to, shade 50. to Fifty. Yeah, but the same time frame of Drake taking the mantle from Lil Wayne and, and Kanye. That period of time has been out there for Drake, and nobody has taken that mantle. That is true. The only closest person that you would even talk about in terms of, oh, they kind of have this dope superstardom around them is Little Baby. I was just about to say, Little Baby is that that, that nigga next. I see it. I'm like, but he's fuck. still not to me gonna be the nah, Drake of that generation. He's he's not gonna be Drake unless he goes through a, a Little Wayne transition. Like how when Lil Wayne went from Fireman to, to Carter 3. So, yo. That unless, tra- unless that transition was insane. Unless Baby does that, I don't see him being the next Drake. So, I, I feel like. And ba- Baby might have to go to school because when, when Wayne did that, I don't know if y'all know, Wayne got a whole fucking degree in, in creative writing. Mm. That nigga went to the next level when he put out Carter 3. was probably one of his most top selling albums. Carter yeah. three Carter 3 changed his career. Carter three changed his career for sure. Carter three changed how I looked at Lil Wayne. I was like, oh, this, oh, this is the nigga. Oh, right that's here. a fact. Cause the way he was able, it to was put no that album together. We too. know what type of time it was back then. Yeah. Kanye was ruling supreme because hip hop had made a massive shift. It was all right. Let's get away from this gun this right, violence, right, right. drug. I, I want to hear shit that's gonna uplift me. And Kanye gave us that. For let's years. let's do the quote unquote backpacker route. Uh-huh. All these artists that had some college information or was giving us some type of, oh, like, yo, the way they flipped those words, you right. had to read a dictionary right. in your life to understand. Like, we went through that phase, yeah. and Lil Wayne said, oh, hold my beer. I could do that shit, too. Like, I went from the mumble. He was the first mumble rapper, honestly, where it's like, what the fuck is Wayne saying? Right, nobody knew It just sound hot. Hey, <laughs> but the dying man, man, the dying man, man. Like, nigga, what are you saying, dogs? I don't right. know what the fuck is going on to... Fucking how to love and all them other shits on Carter Three was like, oh nah, this nigga's actually spitting about something, right? Like, this this nigga real, he for real. And then he goes, yeah, and I got you Drake too. What's up? And Wayne, and, I mean, and, and uh, Nikki was like nigga too, Pete. And at the time, Tiger, I got him locking down the party scene. Tiger, Tiger got some shit. Tiger got banks. He got a new shit out too that everybody kind of is going crazy. Nah, nah, for. Tiger, you know, his personality, I don't know. That nigga, he seemed like he off. Music wise, nigga's on point. Yeah. I think for me, the, the my uh, differentiation or, or my distance between Tiger came from when he started beefing with Drake. Yeah, I was like, why would, now why would you ever do that? Blood, blood or no blood, respectfully, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the move. But yeah, uh, I think I think Drake is gonna surprise us, um, and I think Drake Drake might be done with hip hop as we know it. But I also feel like Drake has something up his sleeve to remind us. He's gonna he's he's, he's gonna remind us 
why we fell in love with him in the first place. So I'm looking forward to Drake in 2023. 2023, by the way, is Jordan year. So I'm looking forward to everybody in their Jordan year next year. I actually might, I actually might buy a pair of Jordans. I haven't owned a pair of Jordans since I was a little kid. I mean, now that the prison thing was cleared up, there's no now, reason now not to. Pri- right, right, because I didn't know. I I didn't know. So I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need, uh, I'm gonna need one of the baddies that I've been, you know, thinking about to buy me a pair of Jordans. I'm gonna take you out to eat. Shout out to Ari Lennox. She just dropped a new EP and a new album is on the way. Let's go. There's one thing we should speak on. Uh-huh. This royalty you'll see gone. Don't have a problem even. No. I am sure of. I deserve something pure. My love is a prince. No, sir. It's so good when everything going your way. Well, what about mine? Price went up. Yesterday's price is not today's price. She's giving me a lot of uh, India Ari, a lot of Jill Scott, and young Erica Badu. Ari is out of here. This new, this next project, the way J. Cole was talking about it, there's a clip going around of him hearing um, the album that she's about to release and him going crazy over it. Mm. This EP here is fire mm. from top to bottom. This I got to take my time to listen to it. Yeah, this single with Summer Walker is out of here. Mm. Um. But this new project coming from Ari is also out of here. We're going to be celebrating her. Where, where does she? Uh, where does she sit in the realm of the Summer Walkers? To you, the um, Chloe's, the um, you know, all of these you know artists that we know. The new songs, right? Songstresses, yeah, yeah, songs, like, 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 where does she fit? Because oh, in the you know Normani's, which I feel like is the next Beyonce. I feel like that's the sleeper Beyonce, to be honest. Like that's the one that nigga. It's she. She's one major hit away, and it's 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 gone. I th- I also think Normani has more star potential and star power than um Chloe. That's just my opinion. I feel like Chloe is still trying to find. Because remember, Normani was a part of a whole group. She had time to really develop. I hear you. You got Chloe fucked up though. Oh, okay, <laughs> What I would say, what I would say is, we gonna see. (laughs) We definitely will. I'll I'll definitely take that bet. But um, what I'll say, at the top of the food chain, you have Scissor and Summer. Damn, I forgot about Scissor. My bad, Scissor. Scissor and Summer at the top of this new age R and B songstress tree. Okay. Um, underneath. Who's number three? Who in the top? I'm not even doing it by numbers, okay. but I would say the the grouping underneath that uh-huh. would include like a Kalani. Okay. Um, yeah. and I'm trying to go by consistency. Like, 
like Jasmine Sullivan can so, somewhat fit in this, but she's an OG though. She's been out. Like exactly. That's what I was gonna say. She kind of has been in a different realm. So I wouldn't necessarily include well, when we're talking about the newer age, I would say Kalani kind of has proven herself. Um and she's she might even just be in a category of her uh, own yeah, at this moment yeah. in time. Um and then underneath that, you have the Chloe's, you have I feel like Chloe has solidified herself way more than Normani because Chloe, even though it's a project with her sister, she's done a project that was critically acclaimed. Um, she's had a bunch of singles that have actually worked. Normani only has that one single that worked. Even though Normani has put out music that me and you have heard and said is fire, Normani only has motivation that actually got critically acclaimed across the masses. And until she does more... Until she puts out a project that I think is solid. I just said it. She's 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 one song away. I don't think it's just one no. I I think you have to do that within a certain time frame. You have to do a single and then another single, and then that kind of solidifies you to some extent. You can't do a single in twenty eighteen and then come out with something in twenty twenty three and it solidify you as the top girl okay. in, in R&B. I don't okay. think it works that way. I think if she does come out with something dope, which I'm starting to lose faith in because it's been damn near three, four years since she's put out anything that has gotten. And the last single that she put out was good, but it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. So I'm starting to lose faith that she knows how to put something out that's going to take her to the height that we all think that she can get to. I'm going to just blame her team. It could gonna, be. It I could be. I ain't gonna put all this on the artists. I'ma blame the writers in the room. It could it could be the label. The label may I mean motivation, I think the label was behind her. Right? We seen that on every single blog. It was on MTV. The video, if you didn't see the video, somehow you found a way to see the video. Like the video got in front of you somehow. Ever since then, haven't seen any real promotion of Normani. Well, I'm glad Chris Brown put her as the lead girl in We Embrace. Yeah, and then that's like what that that becomes a little tricky too, right? That because then, right, like people will recognize, oh, that's Normani because she was also in Cardi's video. Um, so you get to recognize her, but then it also makes you question, well, damn, where the music at? So are you going to be a video girl, or you going? We know you're not, but until you start to put some oomph behind you, I don't know where you're going. So I feel like Normani is definitely not in the same category as Chloe right now. Um. If she does put out a good project, who has the better voice? I think Chloe has the better voice. I think Normani has okay. Normani has a lot more to prove, but Normani is nothing to play with. That's that's my opinion of Normani. Normani can dance better than all these chicks. Normani besides Chloe, I think Chloe takes her dancing very seriously as well. So they're like neck and neck in that category. I think Chloe has more range. Then Normani, um, okay, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I think I, Normani has a a more solid texture. Chloe's voice is a little bit lighter, and then Normani's voice has a, a little bit of a thicker texture, which means that there is like some tonality that she can kit that might be able to, like, for instance, give a sultry ballad. She could probably deliver one of those better than Chloe at this moment in time. Because her, her voice has a little bit more thickness to it. But Chloe still can deliver a sultry ballad. It just maybe won't give you the same oomph as Normani. 
So I think that overall, just Chloe is just in a better position than her. Um, but I feel like Normani just needs, like you said, I think it's her team. I think her team needs to figure, they don't know what to do with her. The people that are, that have the, the access to the money and the purse strings, they don't know what to do with her. So they don't know how to put their money behind her to market her the appropriate way to market her correctly. And that's why Normani is in this tailspin, but she's still in a space of, of relevancy. So there is, I think a runway for her. Um, but in terms of the original question about Ari, I think Ari is kind of in the same space as Normani where it's, we all see the potential where she can go and her being out of here. But her projects before this one, this one, like I'm telling you, I think this one is it. But her projects before this one, um, at least her project, didn't get critically acclaimed as much as it could or should have been. Um, and I don't know if that was a team thing. She's also have had moments where she hasn't been the most likable. So I don't know if that's affected, you know, her numbers to some extent. But I feel like she's been quiet lately. I don't think Ari Lennox is that talented. That's interesting. Um, I felt like she was always overhyped. What makes the, her overhyped? With the whole Dreamville. I feel like the overhype is just because she's just connected to J. Cole. I feel like a lot of the other people in that Dreamville camp are way more talented than her, like in terms of creativity. Which ones? Uh, well, the, well, I don't know how you pronounce uh, The guy that B.A.S. Bass. Uh-huh. That dude, that dude is mad talented. I'm like, what the fuck? What are they doing with that guy over there? That guy is crazy. Mm. Um, I don't think her voice is that good. I think her voice is regular. It's not like, oh, my God. She's, like, hitting, like, crazy notes. I think she's definitely put out a few dope singles. Um, when that award situation happened, I was like, there you go, these young artists feeling entitled. Like, I should have won. Like, no, you got to keep working. Like you should just keep working. You sh- you should be you should be happy and grateful that you were even nominated. But don't be don't 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 be upset when you don't win. I agree with that. I don't I don't agree with was- with her not being talented. Her voice is crazy. I've seen her live. I've I think that Shea Butter project is pretty alright. Okay. Um, but I agree. Like again, I think that she has a a lot. She had. I won't continue to put it on her. She may have grown i think she's in her 30s now um but she has had a likability issue that's i think to me if i was to point to anything that quote-unquote held her back it was that yeah the award situation was crazy it was the award situation it was constantly coming online and I'm not going to do music anymore. Like oh, those yeah, things. Yeah, she was doing that shit. Her and Summer Walker was doing that. Summer Walker was doing it more, but goddamn, they both was doing that shit. Yeah. And I think, I think with Summer though, like with the whole, I have anxiety, I have That's social anxiety and things like the audience or fans were a little bit more like, yo, they were understanding. I think with Ari, it just seemed like random entitlement, like you said. And then that leading to her, threatening fans by saying yo you know what because i didn't get x y and z i'm not doing this anymore or no one's appreciating me so i'm not gonna continue and so that just i think led to a likability issue which i think she would be bigger if she didn't go through those instances but i definitely think that she's talented i definitely think she has a voice i don't think that she is you know she's not the dancer pop mix she's not a pop girl she's like bringing back 
real traditional R&B. So um, we'll see, though. We'll see. I think, again, I think this EP, dope. And I think this project that's coming, I think that's going to be the one. The way J. Cole is going about it. I think that, again, I think she has talent. Do I think she's, like, talented or, like, really, really, really going to take shit to the next level? I don't think so. Yeah, I think if Jasmine Sullivan reaches out to you to do a track, that means something. Jasmine definitely, her and Jasmine had the the world on tilt when that that record they did together came out. So, And if you could hold your own with Jasmine, like your verse holds relevancy, I think it's hard not to acknowledge what your place in music is now. Has she... Like you said, flipped like R and B in any way, shape, or form no. with her presence. No. no, but the presence issue goes back to the likability issue. Um, I think if she was a much more celebrated by her fandom and by the industry as a whole type of person, that's where you kind of see the change in the culture of a genre. But, you know, she's not the Drake of R&B, for no. sure. She's not that. She won't be that. I think Chloe has the potential to be that. I think Chloe has the potential Chloe, of being the Drake of R&B. Chloe definitely has the potential to be that. Um, Chloe, before she didn't know, but now she does. Chloe wants to be a bad girl. Like, let's face it. I think genuinely, out of the two demeanors, her sister Haley was always calm. I think Haley also has a side we haven't seen either, but I feel like that's for Haley. I feel like the side that we're seeing for Chloe, it used to be for Chloe, but Chloe got to a point and at some point in her career allowed the comments of the internet to get to her. She was like, fuck it. This is what the fuck I want. This is what the fuck I want to. And she's fully embraced her bad girl. And she wants to be, whether she says this in interviews or not, that girl that's going to be 25 years, she wants to be a sex symbol. She wants to be a sex. That don't mean that she's a hoe. That don't mean she's promiscuous. But she wants to be synonymous with what a sex symbol represents. Beyonce is a sex symbol. Prince was a sex symbol. Tank is a sex symbol. Shit, I've said it. I want my poetry to be the epitome and definite of what a sex symbol would be in the realm of music. I want that to be a sex symbol. That's what she wants. Yeah, the only thing I would say different would be, um, I think, to progress the conversation, we do have to change certain verbiage in terms of, like, bad girl. I think sometimes when we see someone trying to be a sex symbol, we associate that with... Them wanting to be a quote-unquote bad boy, bad girl. And if we're going to get to a place where we stop making sex define who an individual is, that would be the only thing that I would say. Chloe, I think, wants to show the world that she's a grown woman. You know what I mean? like, And yes, as a grown woman, yes, I have boyfriends. As a grown woman, yes, I talk about sex. And as a grown woman, yes, these are the things that I like. And because I am, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm in this phase of 
quote unquote being a bad girl and doing things that I because to me I hear bad girl and I think she's doing things she shouldn't be doing. Oh no. I'm not saying you're saying okay. that. I'm saying that that's what I hear when people use that terminology. Okay. Not specifically for you, but bad girl is or bad boy. We don't even hear bad boy as much anymore. Nah. But when we did hear it, it was attached to Bobby Brown. And it was because he was going on stage and gyrating. And that was like this crazy thing for artists to be doing at that moment in time. You still hear about bad girls. But that, again, is associated with them doing, quote unquote, what they're not supposed to be doing. And oftentimes it's because they're doing something sexual or they're embracing sexuality in a way that a girl is not supposed to do. Um, so I think when we talk about Chloe, who's a 25 year old, almost 25 year old grown ass woman, right? Like granted, she still has growing to do <laughs> and I, she's not like some 40 year old, but as a 25 year old, we have to stop treating her like the, what, nine, 10 year old she was when we found her in 2000 and whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just think on that aspect. As she grows, um, and like you said, as she grows, she's going to continue to grow into the mold that she wants to be. As Beyonce's predecessor, someone that Beyonce is personally mentoring, she is going to continue to go into that role. Right. And like you said, Haley, I think, takes what's for Haley, and it's a little bit more private because Haley wants to be more associated with Disney. Haley wants to be more associated with acting. I think being the quote-unquote bad bitch on stage is not Haley's dream. Mm. Haley wants to be able to use her voice, but she probably doesn't want to be performing full-time. That's what it looks like, at least, um, from the outside in. But I think Chloe has definitely made that decision to herself, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be the top bitch. Y'all are going to recognize me as that. Whether it is the top bitch of all time or the top bitch of my class, y'all are not going to be able to say Chloe without saying, oh, nah, she was, the, she was the one. And I think that that's her mission. I know I got the talent. I know I got the ability. So, and I have the backing. And I'm going to keep producing shit and putting shit out that's going to get y'all niggas talking. Because if we're being honest, I don't think Chloe's singles have been the smashers that Beyonce or anyone before her has put out. That's a fact. They have been for this generation. Yeah. Right? Like, for what this generation counts, they've been decent records. I right. still won't call them, like, crazy records, but they've been decent. Lord Have Mercy was... It was cool. Yeah, that record was cool. It wasn't, in my opinion... Again, it wasn't some shit that I was like, oh, shit, every time this come on... I gotta listen to it tight. Right. That didn't that didn't to me that 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 didn't really showcase her voice, although she was playing with her voice a lot on the record. To me, that record, I feel I feel like that record was for the haters. I feel like that record was a I'ma do what the fuck I want. And I'ma let you know I love shaking my ass. I'ma let you know I love wearing this particular type of clothing. Um, and I'ma have fun with it. And I'm going to make y'all niggas fiend over me. Surprise, I think, was like that. Surprise was, was uh, I'm in touch with my sexual side. Very much so. And y'all niggas got to get used to it. 
Right. And I'm going to keep doing it. Oh, that's what's pissing you off? I'm going to just put out more videos like that now, more provocative. Now, the sleepers, I think, that we didn't speak about are like Money Long. Um, Money Long. Money Long. Tank. Oh, Lord. Money Long has, once she gets another single, because she still is in the time frame of, all right, that last single was a smash. She out of here. If I put something else out, people are going to recognize me as a good songwriter, songstress, whatever. I think that if she puts out something within this year, I'll give her even until March of next year. She is going to be, she's going to be start. We're going to start to talk about her in a different light in terms of this songstress conversation. You have Snow Allegra. Snow Um, Allegra is, Snow Allegra looks like a sex symbol. And I don't even think her brand is selling sex. No, her brand is not that. But I think the only problem with Snow right now is that first album was really good and the second album was eh. Um, And we haven't heard from her since. So we don't know what the next what the bounce back is if there is one. Right. Um, so I think that that leaves her in a little bit of limbo. Um, and then we got to see where, where music is going, right? Cause this dance sound is, is, has picked up to some extent. Will we start to see more R and B artists go back to like the new Jack city type sound and right. start putting out quick up tempo R and B tracks or, Will we see them stay in this realm where a Ari Lennox, a Summer Walker, a SZA can dominate? But SZA and Summer, at least SZA more so than Summer to me, has transitioned into a space where SZA has done mad pop records and them shits work. Yeah. Summer tried it with that City Girls joint. I ain't really like it that much. Um, So to me, that's still to be proven. So even if. We'll see what that does to the landscape is basically what I'm saying. Like as R&B is transitioning, as music is transitioning. I think I think out of all of them, the one that's the most free is SZA. All these other girls are not there yet. Yeah. Now SZA's the one. SZA is definitely like, when I say free, I mean that in all realms. Sexuality, music, creativity, knowing her body. I mean, this girl was a gymnast. She's in tune with her body in a way that most people are not. SZA is the one. SZA has mastered her sound. Definitely has mastered her sound. And when I mean mastered her sound, she knows how to make it work in various different areas of music. Like she did that joint with Maroon 5, sounded good. She did uh, a follow, she has follow up music from her first project, sounds good. She's been on tracks with who many would be, many would deem to be her contemporaries or her peers like summer walker and has held her own doesn't sound like you know i mean oh summer killed her on this track or whatever the case is scissor is good (laughs) the rest of these chicks besides summer um because i think summer summer's good she's just not as good she's not in the same space as scissor right um or that's to be determined um she still to me is coming into herself a little bit more in certain areas like again back to the city girls that track she did with the city girls i i that didn't really to me sound like summer that was more of a record that we all i think forced ourselves to get used to um but as summer is continuing to grow i could see her killing a pop record really well but she's just to me not there yet so that's what i think separates scissor from her um 
So yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. I think that was a great question though. In terms of like who is next? Cause these 2023 will show 20, itself to be 2023. I'm waiting. Jordan, yeah. Um, all right. So we've all seen this clip. Maybe I should play this shit. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe I should play this clip. The shorty who said that her husband was number 13. Yo, I didn't really see the clip. Oh, you ain't see that nah, shit? I didn't really see it. I heard about it, though. I was like, oh, shit, she's snapping on a beat. Oh, all right. So then I, we definitely got to play it. If you Jungle ain't see beat, it yet. Holla at me, man. If you ain't see this shit yet. I didn't see it. Here we go. Dating. When I met my husband, he was number 13. Number 13 what? Of of the men I was currently I thought she dropped the body count on dating. here. I was about to say, damn. No, of the, of the men that were, like, texting me or calling or currently taking me out. Is that, like, an average amount of men for a woman? No, or just- the, men, the women that I coach, I try to get them to three or four. Mm. Wait, 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 hold on, wait. The 13th man you've ever dated in your life, you're saying? No, I, that I was currently they were dating, engaging with dating like, dating and okay. engaging with at that time 13 men at once talking to engaging calling my phone yeah wow. this is this is her being very honest because, because it's levels to the to it right it's like yes. maybe you should be you should oh. i was dating when i met my husband so it, <laughs> it is cuffing season oh it, it, to put it in context right it's cuffing season after elections correct yeah now if you are dating, Damn. you may have a roster. I, I have a roster, sir. Is 13 too big of a roster? I've never gone past eight. I don't 13, think. 13 is a lot, though. Like that. I mean, we got to. If we break, we got to break it down break or something. 13 for women might be above average because she's a woman. And I'm a male, so if I'm a part of that 13 roster count, damn, that's a lot of other niggas I got to quote-unquote worry about. However, if I'm a man and I got a roster, my roster might not be 13. My roster might be six. I mean, I think roster count is whatever it is. Okay. Right? Okay. When I guess I ask the question of it, it is... What is too much? I'm thinking more so in terms of what's manageable. Because 13 sounds nuts. 13 sounds crazy. I mean, Manageable-wise. Not for her. Her preference is her preference. Whatever she right. was able to do, I'm talking about for me. For me, I look at 13, the number 13, and that's 13 potential good morning Texas. Mm. That's 13 different types of dates that I have. But... I think there's a difference between a man and a woman, right? Like, I financially have to supplement 13 dates to keep everybody entertained, to keep everybody interested and happy. For her, I guess that just means making time for 13 dates, which still is is taxing, but financially it may not be hitting her pockets as much as a man who would be not only coming up with 13 dates, but financing 13 dates for 13 different people. And granted, you may not be going on dates with all. She did say some of them were just talking. Some of them were just texting, uh, communications, keeping in contact. But I do feel like at some point, 
that was one thing that I learned by having a big roster. At some point, someone is going to feel like your attention and your ability to communicate with me or for us to link up and meet up is too limited. So this isn't really going anywhere for me. Um, so I'm no longer interested. Like that's happened to me. Or a, a shorty has told me like, yo, we can't get into nothing serious. This will never be anything serious because like I see you once a month. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like if you have a roster and you're the one creating the roster, everybody shouldn't get the same type of hit ups. Like if we're going to keep it 100, there might be six, seven, eight, maybe even 10. I'm, I'm speaking hypothetically now. Maybe 10 people I'm speaking to. Everybody's not getting good morning. Mm. Some people actually are not getting a text message from me for like the next two, three days. Mm. There's going to be some people that I've either been around them long enough where we are actively, like we're actively in a routine. Like I see them, like we, we meet up. And then there's some people I, sp- I speak to y'all or I see you every once, like in like a week or every two, you know, two times a week or some people I'm not even like I haven't even seen you for like a whole month, but you still on the roster. There's people like that right now. So how does that work? If they still if you haven't seen them in a long time, what what is happening that allows you to know that they're still on the roster? Instagram likes. Dirty pictures every once in a while. Voice notes. Text messages that read, Daddy, can you call me? I miss you. Does that mean they're still on the roster or does that mean that you have access? Because I would presume the roster means most people, when they're talking about the roster, especially in contention with cuffing season, it's the people that you're entertaining to the extent that they could potentially be something more than just a fuck every now and then. So if some people, right, like you have lifelong access to. that That's a thing where no matter when it is, as long as you and that person are not in a relationship or for some people it's not. I'm talking about on the moral aspect of it. Um, as long as you and that person are not in a relationship, y'all can hit each other up with the, the dirty text. So y'all can hit each other up with the eyes or anything and you're always going to get that response. So do you consider that person on the roster or do you consider that just access? That's actually a very interesting question. Um, for me, I think I think they're still on the roster. I think personally me, I think anybody that has, whether they stop talking to me or um, I stop talking to them, well, there, there's only one person that, nah, there, there's no, ain't, ain't no coming back for her. It's, it's clipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but most people... If I send a text or a call, even if you don't get back to me right then and there, you you getting back to me. Mm. That that's just me though. You 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 getting back to me. I can't explain it fully because I'm in a space too where everything don't need to be explained. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. There's some people that I could call at two o'clock in the morning for some sex, and there's some people I could call two o'clock in the morning, and it's an actual emergency. Mm-hmm. You just got to know who on that roster you could depend on. And some people you got to get off the bench. They, they, they're, not even, they're not even on the roster. They, they, they was on the team. You have to bench them. 
Yeah, for me, I would consider people on the bench still on the roster. Like, if you're thinking, a lot of this analogy goes back to basketball. So, if, you, if you're thinking about basketball, um, that is, like, typically 10 active players that could play within a game. So, you have the five bench players, and then you have the five starting. And within the five starting, you got your star player, um, who is the individual that has the most potential they have the ability to at that moment in time they seem to have the ability to be the number one what for whatever reason you are putting stock you're putting stock in that individual the most and then you have the shooting guards or that you know depending on who your star player is you have the other roster spots being filled with their quote-unquote competition or their runner-ups or other individuals that have some form of potential in terms of it being a relationship. And then the bench players tend to be either the people who have already shown you that uh, this is an attraction thing, this is an interest thing, but I don't think this is going to go past maybe whatever it is that we both mutually feel like it should go past. Like, I don't think it's going to be more than sex, or I don't think... It's going to be more than a couple of dates. Or I don't think it's going to be more than a really, really dope friendship. Like, that is someone who, in my opinion, would be on the bench. Um, Another person who would be on the bench might be that person that every time you go out, you have mixed feelings about the outing. Part of it felt good. Part of it didn't feel that good. So you don't really put much stock into hanging out with them. But you haven't come to the conclusion yet to cut them off the team. Like you haven't said mm. to yourself, all right, this person just is not it. I don't fuck with them on that level or maybe at all. Like they, they didn't embarrass or disrespect you or whatever, but it just doesn't seem like this is going to be worth me investing time. Like the starting five are the ones that get your time. Most of, most of your time and attention it doesn't necessarily mean five people, but the starting five, it could be three people that you're seeing at that time. But they're in the quote-unquote starting five lineup, meaning these are the people you invest in because you think that there might be some return in terms of we might end up in a relationship. You got your bench players, those being the individuals that they're not getting a lot of your time or they're not getting a lot of time on the court because of whatever reason. Could be a really complicated backstory between you and them. Could be that they got some shit going on and you're privy to it. So you don't want to put too much emotional stock because you realize they just broke up with their boyfriend a month ago and they're giving you some play and they want to hang out with you and they want to make it seem like everything is over with them and their ex. But then you didn't see something on Instagram that showed that they just linked up with their ex. And when they explain it to you, that shit don't make no sense. Like they explain it to you and you like, oh, okay. Like I got you. If I understood. That don't make no sense. If I'm talking to you and you still linking up or doing shit with your ex, I really can't take you that serious. Most people would feel that way. Yeah, okay. Most and, people would feel like, mm, and, I don't know what that is. And I'm also not going to put my feelings involved either. I'm going to just look at it for what it is. Like we talking, you don't even owe me full explanation. Unless I actually said, I really want to be with you. If I didn't say that, don't even feel entitled to tell me what the fuck you doing. Yeah, but I'm going to still make my decisions based off of what I see. Yeah, yeah of course. I'm going to definitely still make my decision. So that- if you want to explain it, you might want to explain it yeah. if you're really interested in me. It, yeah, it, it, if you're really interested. If if you're not. 
I may not need the explanation, but I may not care about the explanation, to be honest. May not, but I feel like you find yourself in those positions with people who want to want to explain shit to you, right? Because they like you, and they don't they don't want you to see. Okay, yes, I went on a trip with my ex, and I know you saw the fucking videos. I know you saw all the pictures on Instagram, but let me explain to you. Right, but, and it's like, but you don't have to explain. Like I'm envisioning, you went on a trip. My eyes closed. That nigga <laughs> fucked the shit out of you, sucked his dick. That nigga fucked you in your ass. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Woke up. You sucked his dick again. All right. <laughs> he got up and started his day, and then you posted on Instagram. Ah oh, man, the water feels so good. Yeah, after 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 the nigga after you swallowed his kids, yeah, like, the, the water feels so good. All right, cool. And then you're gonna be texting me, "Hey boo," but right after <laughs> you still in the bed naked. At least put clothes on. <laughs> Fuck. At least put some soap on the body. Come on. Um, is there is there a positive? Because some people have an issue with rosters. Some people think. You're supposed to date one at a time. No, that makes no fucking sense. Some people feel like... You date one at a time, bro. You put all your eggs in one basket. Well, some people feel like the proper way to date is you are able to put all your attention, maybe not like your emotions or whatever, but you're able to put all your attention on the individual that you are dating. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, for instance, you... Meet somebody, they would on a roster be the number one player, but because you're not doing rosters, you are focused on them. You see where it goes for the next two months. And if shit pops up that you don't like, you stop dealing with them. And if shit keeps going, you start dealing with them even more. And then it leads to a relationship versus having a roster, having your time split, having your attention split, um, and dealing with multiple people and trying to figure out from the bunch who is going to rise to the surface and who doesn't. What do you feel is the benefit of having a roster? The benefit of having a roster is having multiple options. Mm. Like me, I've always had a roster because I like multiple things. I like multiple options. And I be like an all different type of women. I do have a preference, but I be like an all type of women. And in the roster and dating all these different people, you will find out who you really like. You will also find out what you really like. You will also really find out how you like it. And then you'll also find out what you don't like. So it's important to have the roster. Now I'm speaking to my young boy. Yo, have a roster. You ain't got to be fucking all these girls. Have the roster, though. And I'm going to take it a step further. On this roster, you don't have to spend money on all these girls. Some of these girls on the roster is going to appreciate your time and your conversation more than the money that you spend. And then some of them is just only going to appreciate the money you spend. And then in that process, you're going to learn what you want to do for the girls you like versus the girls that don't like you as much so that you can so that you continue to waste less money and you continue to waste less time. And as you're in this roster phase, one by one. Like apples falling off a tree, you got to let some of these girls go, start cutting them off. Um, I think, yeah, I kind of agree. I think that a roster is necessary. I mean, I haven't dated like on that one at a time thing in a long period of time. I haven't done that. I feel like I haven't done that my whole life, if I'm being honest. I feel like probably 
college is the last time. Um, After you get your heartbreak, bro, you start to look at dating differently. I'm sorry. I mean, that sounds like a trauma response. But (laughs) (laughs) what I will say is, like, for me, I kind of agree with you in the terms of what, at least to me, logically makes the most sense. And I think, especially in today's day and age, you meet so many different people. um, And you like them for different reasons. Right. And I think, in my case, I might like this girl for her mind. And I may not be 100% attracted to her. But I want to explore the option of seeing if maybe that attraction grows. Because that has happened. I might have met somebody for some one particular thing. And then as the relationship between the two of us grew... Now I'm learning certain things that are actually making me look at them in a different light. I might have met a bottle girl and been like, oh, okay, she clearly is mostly about, you know what I mean, money or this or that. And then you have a conversation with her, and it's like, nah, she's really into mental health. Nah, she's really into, like, deep things. She likes this. She likes that. And then, like, the, the relationship can be explored a little bit more. Or you like somebody because of how they presented to you in a certain type of way. And then that transforms and changes. And I think because we're in a space where we meet so many different new people and those people, you may like them for different reasons. um, You know, a roster has some type of relevancy and importance. Like a great example, uh, the biggest roster, right, is when you go speed dating. Oh, shit. That's a an experiment of is, a roster. That is an un, untapped intellectual way of putting that because that's definitely a roster. That's a roster at one period of time, and right? That's a fast ass rod. Like it, it goes like you, like you, you literally start making uh, split life changing decisions right then and there. And within that, the two, the two that we went to most recently, right. There were some people that on a regular day I probably would not entertain in no way, shape, or form. That is a fact. Um, the speed dating, I'm, I'm going to just say experiment. Just also kind of like like reconfirm for me, like most people cannot handle my personality. It's just you. It's going to take a particular set and type of woman to deal with it. Because even now, some of the people from the speed dating event that maybe only one or two that I actually, like, really kept in contact with, you know, they even said to themselves, like, damn, like, I don't I don't even know how the fuck I got here because I was just going for an experiment. And, like, now, nah, like, like, we really click OD, but, like, your presence and your attention to detail, that shit got me fucked up because other people that have presented themselves, you know, we talk about niggas sending representatives. That's not how they really are. You only this way on the speed date, but then in real life you find out, oh no, that wasn't just, that wasn't just the speed date. I feel like the speed date too also allows people to be people that they normally wouldn't be on any given Sunday. Mm -hmm. You somebody else today. You this person because a girl that you probably would have never met in your wildest dreams. She might be the baddest girl you ever seen. Like she's in front of you now. And you got three fucking minutes to convince her why she should give you a shot. 
Mm. The speed date is never the the pressure is never on the 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 the, the woman. Most women go on a speed date, and I'm gonna just keep a hundred. They go in there because they want to be a pick me. The men that's going, they trying to figure out who they're gonna pick. It ain't like it, it ain't like y'all think women is going on dates and then like going to the speed date and then saying. I'm going to pick my future husband at this event. No, they may be looking for somebody that they want to connect with. And then maybe after the speed dating is over, you know, I mean, they, they, they might start to, you know, develop a friendship with people that they find interesting after. But at the speed date, nigga, the speed date, it's an interview. You got to say what you think the employer is going to want so that you can get the job. Men are going to speed dates looking for jobs. Mm. Which company I'm going to work at after this speed day is over? Yeah, and like I was saying, I think that when I, when I went, there were certain people that actually connected with after that on a, on a normal day probably wouldn't have caught my attention. And it's because maybe, again, like back to what I was saying before, is physically they, they might not have caught my eye. But right. through the conversation that we had, it was like, I would love to have another conversation with this individual. I would love to see if there's some other energy that we can explore in a different realm that might land in us back in a romantic space. Or maybe it just is something that a great friendship develops out of. Um, but that leads back to my point about having a roster, like you said, um, and that allowing you the ability to explore without it feeling like you have to burn a bridge because within three months, this person isn't giving you what you want. Um, so now it's just like, all right, well, we ain't working out. So da da da. I feel like that only should be the case when people do like disrespectful shit. Right. Um, again, and ju- just going back into it again, the only downside of speed dating that I really do not like, I mean, I know it's a part of the process, is when you actually do connect with people, when you do connect with souls, when you are, when you guys are actually talking and actively trying to either date or get to know each other. Something happens that, to this day, I feel like it hasn't fully been explained. One day, you just stop talking to this person. Either you stop talking to them, or they stop talking to you, or the communication just ends. And then that's it. It's just... It's just done. That I mean, shit. I feel like that's more that's more aligned with today's culture. Yeah, that ghosting to me that shit is trash. You know, especially especially if you know we had such an amazing conversation on the speed date. However, however, the other part of me is like, you know what? Maybe I'm looking at speed dating all fucking wrong. Maybe I, me being me, I'm a people person, and maybe I should be looking at the speed dating and taking it. And just in one vein, not the most literal vein, like, oh, I'm going to meet the person of my dreams. No, I should be taking it as I'm just here meeting people. And if we have a great conversation, we have a great conversation. That doesn't mean that this is my person. I should just probably just be enjoying what the space is and allowing it to be what it is and not putting up a false hope or or or, or some type of representation in my head. That is going to be something more. Nah, maybe it's just going to be a great conversation. Thank you so much. You look amazing and we move the fuck on. I think that that's one thing I've learned over the years is to just appreciate and live in moments. Like, 
Yeah, one thing that I've I've learned over the years is that this going to sound crazy. People are moments. Some people are moments and you just have to enjoy the moment. For what it is and what it it ends up being, like right. especially in the speed dating thing, like for me, you can't take that shit too serious. Yeah, for me, I couldn't, there there was nothing in me that made me feel like, and that has nothing to do with the women, with the women but there was nothing in me that made me feel like I was going to find a, a lifelong partner there. Like you was going to find your wife. Right, right. That's just, and maybe, you know, some people will be like, well, going in with that mentality will block your blessing. It has nothing to do with that. I'm not saying that I if would- I found somebody that I really, really connected with, that I wasn't going to continue to pursue that. But I didn't have my hopes up in the instance of like, yo, this is going to be the end all be all where I had my, my hopes up in. I can't wait to meet some really dope people. Facts. I I said the same thing. And some of the dope people that I did meet, you know, we're not talking right now. Nigga, I, I couldn't tell you why, but well, one of them I could because that'll be a Patreon, and that's gonna get that's gonna get real crazy. I tried to fuck the cut. That's gonna get crazy, but yeah, but yeah, we just uh, uh. <laughs> just just you net <laughs> fifty cents in the house. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not even want to continue. Next topic. <laughs> Next topic is domination. So, um, let me play this clip really, really quickly. Let's see. Damn, I just saw a picture of Aerie Spears. It's rough. Um, here we go. So. This conversation got really, really interesting. Um, let's do it. Like total, like sometimes I like total domination in the bed. Like you like to man. be dominated. I like to be dominated and this is fully an dominated. Table conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. right. It's it's a it's a very wild kink. Um, it, of course, you need a safe word. So I do have a safe word when it gets a little bit too much. I feel like some men are very scared when I say I have this domination kink. Like I want to be dominated. They they get very scared because they don't want to hurt me. So they're like, I'm like, yeah, you can slap me. You can call me out my name. Yeah. You can do all these things. But I think it's very important outside of like having this domination, like wanting to be dominated. There's also I need you to be after we're done having sex. I need you to take care of me. Is the aftercare that's that. very, very important because we just went through something very traumatic. I've been through something very traumatic. So now I need you to kiss me on my forehead. I need you to tell me I'm beautiful that, you know, I care about you and you cuddle me. I think that the aftercare is very important. I like total. So I have to just go straight into it. <laughs> We got to really break this shit down because on one end, nigga, this shit sounds crazy as fuck, okay? And that's coming from a nigga like me. <laughs> so I know I'll be wild. Like, y'all know I'm, well, the the, 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 the multiple partners that I've had, because you know, I've been a, I've, I've been a very uh, single individual. So for the, for the multiple partners that I've had, I'll be getting crazy sometimes. And one thing that she said that um, has me thinking, like, 
This might sound real crazy. I don't think I've ever asked permission to call any woman out their name in the bedroom. And I don't call every woman that I have sex with out their name. But every once in a while, I'd be like, yeah, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, every once in a while, like, the hood come out of me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not even of this. But that shit comes out. Sometimes, like. Wait, wait, uh, wait. Hold up. Before you even go further, hold up. I, I just need a little clarification. When you do that, do you know that they're going to like that? Or or you just I'm be not caught thinking. up in a moment? I'd be caught up in the moment. I swear to God. Oh, okay. So when she was talking, these are things. And, and maybe I need to think about these things. Because what she's saying on the on the flip side now, going to the tail end of her conversation, to somebody else that has never been called out of their name, but only in the sexual realm, I could see how that could be very traumatic. Especially if somebody's inside of you and saying, shut the fuck up, bitch, you motherfucker, all this other while, and then, you, and then you're actively telling them it's okay to slap me? Well, where are they slapping you? Because if it's not back shots on your ass, he's slapping you in your face, or he may be slapping the titty a little bit. Where is he slapping you? And the, you know, you got to take care of me after, that sounds like you are Jekyll and Hyde. That's like a split per- You just told me, fucking you, slap you, call you bitch, and now you want me to tell you you're beautiful after it's over. That sounds wild to me. That sounds wild. I mean, I think you hit on a, a really, really interesting point that isn't brought up oftentimes when we talk about sub-dom culture, and that is the idea of traumatizing your partner while having sex. And in some ways you're being asked to, but especially in the instance where you're saying you're getting caught up in the moment, right? you might be triggering a scenario that you are unaware of and what that means for your partner while they're dealing with you. Right. And that can invoke fear. That um, can invoke, like, being... Um, anger that can invoke a whole bunch of different things. Um, and so that is one aspect of it. The reason why it sounded a little weird to me. Sounds crazy, bro. Um, was more in line with the idea that I want my partner. I just admitted on eight at the table that this experience was traumatizing to me. To some extent. Oh, wow. Right? That's what she said. She said that. She said she said at the end that I just been through something traumatic, and so I want you to tell me that I'm beautiful. I want you to take care of me. Yeah, that, I want yeah. you to. So for me, it just sounds like a like trauma, a trauma response. Yeah, yeah. Like it sounds like you you went through a very traumatic experience with somebody possibly did some horrible things to you and you want to relive that experience in a way that at the end of the story, you felt good about it as opposed to at the end of the story, you felt like shit. That's what it sounds like to me. If I'm talking from a psychological lens, bro, the only way I could take it. And again, I'm trying to talk about it in a way that it's a little funny because what she's saying is like, damn, I didn't really think about it that way in terms of asking for permission. Cause 
again, not everybody that I'm having sex with, I'm calling you out your name, but I have sat up here on this podcast and I have said that I've had sex with people that I was upset with and I wasn't really having sex with them. I was having sex with them just to get my fucking nut, but I was re- but I was really tight. So I'm I'm fucking the shit out of you, and you might think it's good. You saying, "Oh my god, fuck me," and I'm like in my mind the whole time I'm just like, "Shut the fuck up," because I'm upset. Versus you telling me to slap you, you telling me you might be evoking something in me that was never even inside of me. You're telling me to call you out your name. It's okay to call me bitch. Are you sure? Because I might now not be fucking you. It might be the spirit that's getting evoked fucking you. I might be a demon fucking you, not me. And now after I bust my nut, you get your moment. Now all of a sudden, you want me to call you beautiful? You want me to kiss you on the forehead? Yo, either you got me confused or you got me fucked up. Because now I might need a moment before I call you all these sweet things. You saying that you went through something, bitch. You just put me through something. Well, I think that's the other part of it. And I think that that's why there is a culture of it, right? Like, there are people who sign up to be part of that culture in terms of that. Being dominated. That does something for them. Being dominant and being being a dominant person. Like, being the dominator and being a submissive individual. So, there are people who subscribe to that and i don't want to like dismiss that culture yeah. because the, the bdsm culture right there are people that that's how they get off that is really insi- exciting and i'm not opposed to that right like i'm not opposed to a partner being like yo i like these things but i always do kind of have like i'm always concerned about what is it attached to because right. you have some people who think that dom subculture is a sub is is a subculture to rape culture right there are people that attach that to the idea that that this is just perpetuating rape culture and it's it's attached to porn and the male gaze and male fantasy so all of these things are coming from men who really want to do this shit in real life they don't really want to get to know a woman and learn her and have a partner that they respect to have sex with. They want to be with a woman that they honestly could just abuse her body for sex, get a nut whenever they want, and get their frustrations out on her while doing so. But ain't that why the fuck we got sex toys? Ain't that why the fuck we got blown up um, human balloons? I mean, I, I go further than that. If, if that's the why fuck? you having sex, then you need therapy. But... Right. But there, so there are people though that that will attach subdob culture to that culture of rape culture, right? Like this, this is really attached to men who want to rape women, um, or this is really coming from the culture of seeing men in spaces, particularly porn, where they're like we all seen the porns, right? We've all seen the, the disturbing ones where like the KKK pulls up on a black woman and grabs her, throws her in the back of a van, and they all take turns having sex with her, right? Uh, pretending to rape her right. or whatever uh, foolishness that some of these porn shits do. We've all seen the uh, the ones with the stepdad 
who has the attractive 18-year-old stepdaughter. Crazy, yo. And they end up those having titles, sex. Those titles be wild. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Some of them shits, I'd just be like, why? Why are we even, why are we playing with this? Like, why are we even acting like this is something that we should enjoy and then beat our meat off to? Like, or or, or for a woman to use a toy or right. fingers to. Like, right, that right, shit right, yeah. is playing a very weird line. Yeah, it's a very weird line. So, okay, so now, now that you fully... Broke it down, good brother, and 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 thank you for that because a lot of that I didn't really know was like other people associating like that culture, that BDSM culture, to like rape culture. I could see that line that's being walked or trying to be walked in terms of it's not rape, although it it could give you reenactments of what a rape is or what rapes have been or what we know to like what we know to be as rape, like the woman just being totally helpless. And in some of this, you know, some, well, not, not some, most of, most of this uh, BDSM stuff, the woman or men are in a very vulnerable position where they're tied up and they're looking like prey and they're being hit with paddles. They're being hit with ropes. Burned with candle wax. with candles. I mean, some of them are actually physically getting like slapped too, like, like real blood. Like, yeah, like it, it, it gets gruesome. Um, some women are getting peed on. Some, electrified with that wand the electric wand yeah some men are allowing women to shit in their mouth like it's like it, it's it's a lot it's yeah a, some women are putting niggas on leashes yeah yeah beating they ass did i tell you to speak crazy so i mean it's a lot it's a lot. now granted i'm not i don't want to take away from what gets if that's what gets you off cool i just always question what is it attached to like if i am to be in a space like that with a partner one of my partners being like Yo, I want you to to practice uh, BDM with me. I want you to call me a bitch every now and then. I it, I definitely will need to get comfortable with that because it's not something that I will just feel off rip. I think I'll be like, oh, okay, fine. Right. But at the same time, where is this coming from? Because right. I do not want to uh, feed into your trauma of a past incident that went really, really wrong. And, like, I'm... Again, being your therapist in this realm of doing these things um, to kind of make you or help you get past a trauma or I'm reliving a trauma with you and I don't even know or like all these different things. If it's just like, nah, this is fun for me, like it's role playing. Um, I want to see your aggressive side. So I'm giving you permission to be as aggressive as possible. I'm down with that. That's cool. All right. So you, yo, X, you a real calm dude. You never really come out of out of face, or you never yell and scream. And I love that about you, but I want to get turned on in a controlled setting where I get to see like a different side of you, a domineering side. I, that makes sense to me. I probably participate in something like that, as opposed to you don't really know where it's coming from, or again, I find out that this is attached to some other shit. Or like some some really weird fantasy of yeah I, I just want to be kidnapped or I just wanted this uh, I I'm not opposed to those but more so specifically it being attached to trauma would, would, would make me feel a little weird I think you know you said this the the other day and I wrote about it today I was going crazy today shout out to everybody that's been reading the days of Mel I went crazy today I think I wrote like seven of them shits it just came to me. I also think there's something about Sunday that I really need to probably talk to somebody about. I feel like every Sunday that happens, 
I feel like I just be getting OD enlightened. Like that ass. Mm. Like no that you like like some something particularly happens to my mind on Sundays. I wake up very calm. I wake up very like acute about like my surroundings. I'm super aware of where I want like my mental space to be in. And I kind of go into the day already knowing how my day is gonna start. I don't know how it's gonna end, but I know my mindset is gonna be on a on like a very calm like playing field. Um we just need to like we we need we we need to get to a space when it comes to sex. And this is gonna be the realest shit I think I say. One of the realest things that has been said on this podcast. If you are not in a healed space, you should not be having sex. Period. Mm. Period. And that sex, that sex on multiple levels. No oral sex. No physical sex. No, you know, voyeurism, like you watching somebody and you being entertained by them having sex. Sex on all levels. Because it's gonna it's gonna deter you from healing from your trauma, from what you've been through. And it's so funny. It is the act of sex that is happening if someone gives consent to, you know, you having sex with them. And it is sex that's happening when you don't want it and we label it rape. Because that's what that is categorized as. So it's such a weird thing to know that it's the same thing that is also the reason why we think the way we do about either having sex with people or not having sex, introducing toys or not having toys, role play or not doing role play, BDSM or, or, or no BDSM. The The number one denominator is sex and all of these things. So it's all about your comfortability. It's all about where you are in life. It's all about how mature you are about doing certain things. And it's all about, you know, the things you've been through and are you in a space to have sex? Because some people are probably having sex and they're not having the sex that they want to have. But they're having sex as an ends to justify the means that they had sex. But some people are just having sex with people and... They ain't getting real no enjoyment out of it. And, yeah, maybe a lot of it is just tied to what that man's fantasy is. Because, yeah, there's a lot of niggas that just be having sex and then that's it. There's, it, it, there's not a lot of guys that's having sex and then they asking you how how you feeling after. Like me, I'm a cuddler, so I'll be right there in the bed after it's over. I'm not one of those we're going to put his clothes on. And I feel like maybe when I was younger, I probably was that way. But as I got a bit older, a bit mature, especially with people that I like. Because if I don't really fuck with you like that, I'm I'm, I'm really not going to. You know what I mean? Ask you those questions. I think that there is a growth process attached to sex and a maturity attached to sex that leads you to where you kind of just landed, where you're like, there might have been a time where you just had sex just to maybe check off a name off a list. Damn, I've been fiending for this girl. She's been playing and I finally got it, and that was the accomplishment that I wanted. I'm here. I ain't really even enjoy this shit, 
Um, but at least I could say that I experienced that. I think as you mature, as you go along, as you understand yourself, you realize that doing that does you and that person's no real service or justification. And don't get that twisted with both parties being interested in understanding oh, this is just a fuck and we don't really want it to go anywhere. That's a different story to me. Um, and, and, and again, that doesn't necessarily change anything. It's a mentality that is associated with it. The mentality being we both want to experience each other in this type of way. We both agree to it and we're both okay with whatever comes from it versus the mentality of chasing a sexual desire, male or female, whether you're a woman that's like, damn, I just want to see, I heard he got a big dick. I just want to see what it's like. And then you get in this position with him and you don't, you don't enjoy the sex versus a man. Damn, I've been fiending for her. She looks so good. All her fucking pictures on Instagram. I just want to taste that one time. And then you get there and the sex ain't what you thought it was. And now you feel however you feel. For some people, you're okay with that because you checked the name off the list. I think that there's a there are levels of maturity that change that mindset. Um, and we're all on our own journeys, and maybe some of us get there. Maybe it's not a maturity thing. Maybe it's just a, a how certain people will think about sex. Where I'm at is I think that that's a... As men grow in particular, men start to think about sex differently. As women grow... I think women start to protect their sex more, if that makes more sense. Um, may not be that their idea. I feel like that's the only, not the only, but that's one of the spaces where when we say that women are more mature than men, women are kind of taught a little bit more about being mindful of what sex means before men. And so that leads to a maturity in that space that men don't experience unless they decide themselves to put themselves down that journey. So women are often taught this is how this is what sex can do to you mentally. This is what sex can do to you emotionally. Mm -hmm. This is what sex can do to you physically. And so when you are having sex with people, be mindful of these things. With men, it's mostly Yo, you got to have sex with her. No one's really teaching besides sex head. And a lot of niggas ain't paying attention to sex ed if they even get it anymore because some schools don't even teach it. But a lot of niggas aren't getting the other aspects of like, how many times did a nigga talk to you about the emotional Mm. aspects of sex when you was growing up? Probably not that often. Right. How many times did niggas talk to you about mental shit that could happen when having sex with an individual right a lot of those things men haven't been privy to uh it's just about the the physical like oh you know what i mean this is what some stds don't don't deal with a pop because you get x y and z or don't get nobody pregnant but in terms of emotional mental in some cases spiritual men don't really have those conversations as often right. um and so the maturity level, I think, there 
as men get older and they start to challenge themselves, they start to challenge their ideals, they get a little bit more mature in that area. And I think women, as they get a little bit older, what they grow, it's all maturity on both ends, but they grow more in the more comfortable in the idea of mastering their own sex. Mm-hmm. Someone else is not responsible for mastering my sex. It's not my parents telling me what to do with my sex. It's not society telling me what to do with my sex. It's me. I get to decide what a uh, pop behavior is for myself, what good sex is for me, uh, and what I want to do with my body. Right. So I think that both lanes are a version of maturity, but we kind of mature differently in those realms as we get older. Um, who doesn't seem to be maturing is King. Mm-mm. Out here, I guess, being Tariq. <laughs> Some people are saying he's Tariq St. Patrick. I don't know what's going on, bro. So he's out here, like, bragging about his ability to get arrested or he's been arrested about um, undisclosed shit. And then T.I. responded. And T.I. basically said, listen, he's going to do whatever he want to do. Um, and I didn't did all that I could from my end. So... At this point, he's just going to end up. It's a trash-ass response. Because, mm. T.I., this wasn't the same energy when you was talking about your daughter's hymen. Mm. Uh, I ain't trying to hear that, my nigga. Like, I'm mm. being honest. I'm not trying to hear that. The, the, the energy need to be, if not the same, more than that. The energy you have for your daughter's hymen was a little wild. And we definitely spoke about that on the podcast. That was wild. T.I., you fucking up, bro. You the same nigga that say it's us or else. You the same guy that's using all the sophisticated... Where the fuck, where the fuck are these sophisticated-ass words at, nigga? How old is King? Does anybody know? I think King literally... King got to be between 18 and 21. Yeah, I would say that too. Because when King when when, when King was born, T.I. put out his album, King. That was in 2006. I remember that because I cut school and I bought that album. Mm. So King definitely got to be... If that was in 2006, right now we're in 2022... Yeah, King about what, 18? 19? If I remember, he was somewhere around there. Yeah, right. so yeah. So my man not even 21 yet, but he acting like he a grown-ass man. What T.I. need to be saying is, if you want to act like you're a grown-ass man, then be prepared to be in a grown-ass penitentiary. Then you're going to find out what it means to be a grown-ass man. You ain't going to want to be in there. That's what the fuck he need to be telling his son. Talking about, I done did all I can. Nigga, are you for real? If King was born in 2006, he's 16. Nigga, and if King is fucking 16, that nigga's on a path of destruction. And T.I. know what he got to do to take. Stop giving him fucking access to money. Stop making him feel like he a king. Let him, let him re-earn what his name means. He, he fucking up his whole name right now. He definitely not acting like a king. I tell you that. And he far from acting like a prince. Motherfucker acting like he is running the streets. Bro, you are not about that life. Your father was reformed. You're not. Couldn't have said it better myself. Fucking kids, man. Get on my nerves. Because I actually hate this thing. I hate it. I Shout out to Poor Minds Podcast. I just think everybody just needs to shut the fuck up when it comes to this. Um, I want to talk about the saying, if he wanted to, he would. Oh, you fucking with a nigga, sis, and he not doing this? That's because he don't like you. Because if he wanted to, he would. I love this Why do you hate this saying? Because I agree with the saying. I agree with it too. 
I love them fucking southern accents. I'm sorry, I I gotta say every time. Sometimes a nigga will, sometimes, but he don't know. And I'm not, Mm. I'm not giving them a break or a leeway. But people can't read your mind. So if you're a girl who likes to get, let's say we always use this for an example, flowers every week, and your nigga not giving you flowers, but he also don't know. You just retweeting it and reposting it on your story. If that's what, sometimes it's okay to open your mouth to let you know what you expect. Mm. And a lot of times women will complain like, oh, he not doing this and he not doing that. Some niggas are just not used to doing anything. And let's keep it real. Some niggas don't have to do shit for bitches. Well, well, see, when I think about, when I think about this saying or this mm. phrase or whatever, what I'm more so think of it from a perspective of like, not like you having to tell a nigga what to do. I mean, well, no, more so maybe like, yeah, you telling him what to do and then he still don't do it. Now, that's different. Because I got to turn I this shit think- off. Shit sexy. I'm um, fucking crying. Yeah, bro. I mean, I hear this saying all the time, right? Like, yeah. Shorties will say if a nigga uh, likes you, he would. Or, right. Um, yeah, just that overall sentiment that if he could, he would. Yeah. What are your thoughts? And t- I know you said you hate it, but what makes you? I, I feel like I've always hated it because I, I always felt like it wasn't true. Like you don't. First of all, th- this is what I think personally. Or if he wanted to, rather not right. if he could. If he wanted to, th- he th- would. There's a lot of shit that I want to do, bitch. I can't do it. Mm. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. I, I haven't acquired a level of going through life yet to do the shit yet. I haven't read enough books. I haven't traveled enough in the world. I haven't come across the right type of people to have the right types of conversations to get into that level and train of thought of, it, of, of being that of an intellect, of being that intelligent on that level. So ain't no, ain't no if he, no, no I don't because I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Now, it's different now if a nigga is in that space and he's there and he still don't want to do the shit. That's different. That that, mean, that's if he would, yeah, he could. That, that, yeah, that, that's if he would, he could. Because if he wanted to, he would is different from if he could, he would. Big facts all across the board. And I agree. I, I hate this saying, honestly. Yeah, I, I hate it. And if, I'm so glad she broke it down. Yeah, if he wanted to... There, there's just this implication that men are always just in this. There's this implication men are always are either in a good space or they need to be in a good space at all times. And that just takes away from the fact that men are human. So, like, if you like flowers every week delivered to your door or given to you or whatever, and he's not doing that, Sometimes that's because he can't, right? Maybe he has something that he had to do. He ain't had the money this week. Yes, for $30, $40 flowers. He ain't had the money for $30, $40 flowers. Maybe that $30, $40 he needed to eat or he needed for transportation. Whatever the case is, men are not always in spaces where they just are an abundance of money that you can lean on and just expect that they're either going to have whenever you're in a tight space or whenever you desire or want something. 
And then it leads back to the toxic culture that we have developed within our community. I'm not going to talk about other communities because right. I don't know. But don't with, know. within our community regarding this idea and this relationship between men and money. And men all like this. We now are in a space now where if a man is not trying to share his money, that means that he doesn't like you because if he wanted to, he would. No, maybe he didn't do whatever it is because he's fucked up now. Right. And how about you get in tune with his emotional level? Maybe it ain't even financial. Maybe he didn't take you out on that date because he's going through something emotional. A family member of his just got locked up. He, He just found out. That his cousin got cancer. And you talking about we can't go to Benny Hanna's? No, bitch. <laughs> now Benny Hanna yeah, is back in that motherfucking bed. <laughs> think about what you said just now. Like, we we we're building this culture where where men, whether we are saying it outright or not, are just tools. They are financial tools, but then we want to post up all these fucking videos of of kissing on a man. Every video I've seen lately, bro. Right. I'm not even gonna hold you. That shown couples. The couple is either on a vacation. The man is catering to the woman. Yeah. Um, in some way, shape, or form, acts of service or or doing something that they they don't want to do on behalf of the woman, and. I started to question the other day. I had asked somebody this. I can't remember who, but it's starting to feel like we've made a shift a little bit where one it's starting to feel like men are having to sacrifice their happiness in order for a relationship to be happy. And that's always been the case Happy wife, happy life, like yeah, that know, saying that has right my mouth, yeah. has been there for forever. Where there's this 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 concept that a man has to forego his his desires, his wishes, what makes him feel good, what allows him to have fun, um, so that his wife can always be happy, whether that's their time um, or other things. And oh, that's what it was in the group chat. I had asked the question of. Are we moving into a space where women just don't want equality in relationships? I'm not talking about the broader picture because that's a that's a sticky topic, I think. But in relationships, I don't think women look for equal, equal relationships. I think they're looking for superiority in relationships. Of course. Some of them. Of course. I won't say all. But that was based off of a meme or not a meme, but a video that we came across where a man was going around asking women like what do they want regarding a man and a lot of them were basically saying they kind of want to dominate their man right let me see if i can find that that video while you uh, answer that question for yourself um i think somebody said this or we spoke about it or maybe not but i don't think women really want equality as much as they scream that, as much as they say that, I really feel like we're 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 in a day and age where women women want the power now. <laughs> women want to be in control of the situations. Um, you know, we you know may say shit or we may talk on things, and 
we may talk about concepts concepts where it's like men don't like women, but do women really like men? Mm. And that's coming from a space of do you actually care about my feelings? And do you care about the things that I like? Because I'm going to tell you one thing. One thing that I learned that I do not like when I'm on vacation with a girl and every fucking five minutes she asks me to take a photo. Bitch, I done took a hundred fucking photos already. I don't I like more that photos either, you be want. honest. Yo, I that shit. That. Bro, to me, that shit takes away from the whole trip. I the whole experience. I'd be like, yo, every... You don't, in my mind, I want to say you don't have to take a photo every fucking way and everything we do. It don't need to be a photo. No, that really bothers me, too. Shit get me tight. And, like, part of me is kind of like, should I be upset at that? But the other part of me is like, nah, this is wild annoying. Like, we be in the middle of, oh, we're about to go into the concert on vacation. Wait, can you take a picture of me at the front of the gate? Um... Make sure you get the sign. All right. Take two more. All right. And I'm like, yo, I just want to get the fuck inside. How about that? Like, can we enjoy this moment without thinking about the photo op or the Instagram or the TikTok that you about to make based off of this shit? Like, we supposed to be enjoying ourselves and it's supposed to be time off, not it feeling like I'm working as your social media manager. Right. Like, that's how I feel sometimes. And I'm like, maybe that comes with the beast of certain types of women that I date, right? Like, because that's part of their brand is making sure that they can constantly post up pictures or video of what they've been doing and who they're with and look at me in this particular setting or da-da-da-da. But at the same time, I'd be like, nah, that shit wild annoying. Like, that shit is, like you said, it takes away from the fucking experience wholeheartedly. It does. Um, I found that video. Oh, okay, go ahead. Before. Yeah. And I was just going to say, too, j- just to add to it, I don't think that's something that women think about when they're on vacation with the men. I think when women is on vacation, women think when they're on vacation with their men, they're on vacation by themselves. That nigga is invisible on the trip. That nigga is your personal photographer. That nigga is to make sure that you get the... Um, you, you, you get the most out of the experience in terms of going on the trip with somebody that you feel like you're safe with. You don't necessarily got to worry about if people is looking at you, trying to kidnap you or whatever. You got a man there and some guaranteed dick. But when a nigga's on vacation with you, I think he's just trying to be on vacation with you and not on vacation with the idea of taking photos of you every fucking five minutes. You spit. Just <laughs> being honest, bro. I I I I feel like honest, bro. like like you said. I, I think at least how I wrap my mind around it is, unfortunately, my experience has been going on vacation with women and them not being interested in well, what is going to make this experience enjoyable for you, right? They're only interested in what is making the experience enjoyable for them. And I almost think they feel like going on a trip is a gift to them, right? Because a lot of times they're not paying for the flight out there. They're not paying for the hotel. They're not paying for the outings. They're not paying for the food. And so they look at it almost like, oh, I'm getting treated. (laughs) And this is about me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, this is a trip for the both of us. I'm just doing what is considered to be, quote-unquote, my manly duties by taking care of 
as much financial shit that I can so that you don't have to worry about it. Fellas, if you like a girl and you think she likes you, take her out on a trip and see what happens. Take her out of the country and see what happens. Go on a. All you need is three days. You don't even need a week. Yeah, three day three trip days. will, will show you a lot we'll about a, lot. Uh, a potential partner or a partner. Um, because nice. I I be saying the same thing. I because I observe shit. I'm like, all right. So we just went out for breakfast. We just went out for lunch. We just went out for dinner. There's no point within these three days that we're together that you're gonna say to yourself, babe, like. Yesterday you took me out every day. Let me get lunch. I'm not going to ask you to do that. Don't go there, bro. And I'm not. I'm not suggesting right that there has to be an equal exchange all the time. In terms of again, like as a, I think a lot of men go on these trips thinking or knowing, all right, I'm probably going to have the bulk of the financial burden, nigga. If not the bulk, the whole thing. If not the whole fucking thing, right? Because like, because I think I think I think the dude that's that's on the trip with the girl, he's telling himself, I'm paying for this trip. He's not telling himself at any given moment she's gonna come out of pocket. If she says you're not she thinking to, that at all, right, it, it, nigga? If she says she want to go somewhere and she's telling you she wants to go and she's telling you, nigga, you're her sponsor. All she's doing is showing up on a trip. I think that's the mentality most men go on. Whether we get proven wrong or, or not, not is right. different because there are women that will be like nah babe I, I did yo you did this that and the third and I let me pay for that and and, and and i appreciate those women because those women need to be uh celebrated and highlighted but a lot of times they not because a lot of times niggas get left with the girl that every fucking five minutes take a photo of me doing this take a photo of me doing this shot and i feel like when you go on trips with those particular women that could be a turnoff for niggas who deep down inside they just really like you. But when you start doing shit like that, it don't start to feel like it does. It's, it don't start to feel like we're here for each other. No. Nope. It starts to feel like, oh, you are here for a photo op. And like you said, we didn't pay for a photographer. Right. No, nigga, I got you. And what your reward might be is some buns. But this is why I be saying, <laughs> yeah. niggas don't care about. That's not going to change my perception of the trip. Like, at the end of the day, if I'm taking photos of you or whatever all day long, I'm already turned off. And if we end up fucking that night, right, that's not going to change the fact that I'm turned off from the idea of ever wanting to be on a trip with you again. That's a big fact. (laughs) Like, I'm going to say, nah, this is a waste of my fucking time. Like, I'm not doing this again. Facts of life. You have to have looks, money, and status in order to attract lots of beautiful women. How is the man not considered the prize? That was a conversation in the prize. Wow, um, that was mind-blowing. He just mind-blowed me. I feel like because for them to have that, they have to pull the woman. So you can't pull the woman without all those things. So you're pulling what? the prize by having those things. When it comes to dating and relationships, who is typically seen as the prize, the man or the me, woman? Bitch. Yeah, the woman. Okay, so if the woman is the prize, why even bother going out with a man in the first place? I don't know. <gasps> That's, That's a, a great question. question. The, the woman. woman. So who's the prize in a lesbian relationship? Both of them? Both of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh God. Both be the prize. So then why aren't they both the prize in a heterosexual relationship? Because... Men are down here and women are up here. Yeah. Okay, so so are women equal to men or are women superior to men? For sure, superior. Superior. Okay, so then why do women go around saying they want equality when they actually want superiority? 
it's just for the look. So people just want to be like, oh, I'm gonna go look for this, but they're actually looking okay. for Okay, why is it, do you know what the definition of chauvinism is? Chauvinism means one sex thinking they're superior to another. Why is it when men think they're superior, we call it chauvinism, but when women think they're superior, we call it feminism? That's a great that's, question. That's I don't think that's the definition of feminism. Just yeah. so I could, just Is it possible for a bisexual woman to be submissive with a man, but dominant with a woman? Yes, it isn't is. It, isn't that called a switch? I think so, yeah. Men typically have to have looks, money, and status in order yeah, just to clarify again, in case nobody heard me, um, that's not the definition of feminism. But nonetheless, the point was still taken. <laughs> right. Um, that nigga hit them with questions. Nigga, he hit them with shit. I was like, damn, I don't know how how I would have responded out a woman either. Fuck. Yeah, they was they was cooked out. Um, power struggles on power. Apparently, Tommy and Brayden are going at it. They've been going out of four minutes. I don't know where it stems from. Can anybody give me contact? So where is this coming from? Why don't white crime? Uh, well, what it seems to be, what seems to be the issue is apparently Tommy has been like Igan, Braden. I'm going to use their fucking acting names. I'm not using their real names. Um, Tommy has been Igan, Braden ever since, according to Braden, Ghost, um, Book of Ghosts came out. Mm. So apparently Brayden had met Tommy in the past and he was always really um, open to to him and, and saying what up and having a lot of good energy, positive energy towards him. But as soon as Book of Ghost dropped, he said that Tommy switched up on him, doesn't um, support him anymore, doesn't show him love and is like disrespectful to, to him. All of this came about after during the Tycoon weekend, I think it's called, that 50 puts on. Um, Brayden went on stage and tried to give Tommy a dap, and and Tommy just pointed at him and walked away. So, oh shit, oh shit, shit different. Um, but also what happened during this weekend was Trey Songs apparently got banned from the weekend, um, because Trey was throwing shit, breaking shit, and apparently trying to fight people over women. Now. I don't know what to take it at. All I know is Trey's name has been coming up more positively over the last five months, ever since like the shit that came out during the pandemic. Um, and so it looked like he was on a, a good road, but this, especially him fighting over women, right, kind of feeds him back into that negative spot. I don't think we get in no Trey songs music for a minute. Yeah, I think, I think Trey songs is going through mental things. Um, and I think when, when you get to a level like a Trey songs, you, you might feel overly entitled because you're Trey songs. I think you hit that right on the, on the head. I think Trey has not realized. I think he hasn't realized that his time has transitioned as being the number one sex symbol, as being the number one. He he was that guy. R&B nigga, that nigga, right? Like. He Is was the, still your girl. Yeah, name. he was it. Every time he dropped the album, shit went off. Shit went crazy. And you not that guy no more. Definitely not that guy no more. R&B ain't even in the same wheelhouse as it was when you was that guy. That's a big fact because, to be honest, Trey Songz kind of changed R&B. Like, he changed the sound of R&B. And it's crazy because Trey Songz didn't give us a lot of up-tempo, but he still gave us R&B music. It was his concepts and the way he gave us R&B music. Yeah, he was... Me. 
He was able to blend that hip hoppy sound. He was correct. He might have been the first nigga to do it that way. Correct. Of the new age hip hop R and B genre, he was one of the the ones that transitioned the sound into that into that wave. When you hear Trey Song say "Ah," and 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 that shit with Fab, there's ne- it's ne- it's never been a, a record like that until them niggas made it. Facts. <laughs> so I get it, I get it, Trey. But you got the. You gonna have to figure it out. You're not that nigga anymore where you just walk in the room and all the women just wanna jump on you and you alone. They looking at the other niggas too. Some of the, some of the women, the new age women, might be looking at you like you washed. Like you ain't you ain't even in the conversation. So yeah. Let's jump into politics before we get the fuck up out of here. Um Jeannie Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife, is has been and continues to be an extreme far right Trump supporter and there's been more and more information coming out that she was trying to tamper with the national election that happened in 2020. Mm. And so she is the wife of Clarence Thomas, who was the Supreme court justice. And many people are saying that the nigga needs to resign. He needs to be the fuck up out of here. I mean, if she is actively attempting to influence politics and she is attached to the one of the most powerful people in the world. The one-to-one is right there. Like this is political corruption at its best. Um, so I have no, I have no say on that. Um, they're saying that Fannie Willis is targeting hip hop because she has blatantly said in Atlanta that she is going to use lyrics um, in court cases and that in Atlanta, she's not standing for uh, these hip hop artists continuing to do certain things in the community, be attached to gang life and influence uh, and have power in the street um, and it affecting innocent lives. So she's saying, well, people are saying that she's targeting hip hop. She's saying that she's just targeting the individuals that happen to be hip hop artists, um, and she's going to use their lyrics if it helps to get her case to um, to prove her case, rather. So I don't know how I feel about the whole lyric thing. I mean, that's always been a debate, right? Like, should people be using artistic forms of expression as things to be used in court? However, on the other end of it, it's very, very much so. If you're going to describe something in detail and then it it pairs up to what happened in real life, what what you expect the DA to do? Ignore the lyrics that have given them the evidence that points to you as the perpetrator of the crime? I don't I, I don't know got, what they expect. I ain't got no sense on this, but that woman fine as shit. That's all I'm I I'm fucking say. done. She is fine as fuck. If you got to use hip hop lyrics, baby, do that. I'm done. Okay. Um, where is this at? I can't remember what state, but they are now asking parents of students and people in certain residents to house teachers because the rent is too high and the teachers can't afford to live in certain areas. So because they can't afford to live in the area, the schools are being affected by not having enough teachers in the school buildings. So now they're urging parents and residents 
to house the teachers. It this is highlighting the decline of the most powerful nation in the world. If we even want to consider ourselves can continue to consider ourselves that uh with fucking teachers not even be being able to afford housing in the areas that they are designated to teach in. That is just insane. What else is insane is Mississippi's water crisis. Um, I don't know if you've seen that picture of the black water in the no. fucking tub. No, I haven't seen it. Shit is, is insane over there. So uh, please, if you haven't heard about it, please go pledge your support. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of different charities that you can pledge your money to, but we're looking at another water crisis. America's infrastructure is going to shit. Um, and until we actually put full investments in there, I don't know what that investment looks like, but this is probably a $15 trillion job that needs to be done to get America's infrastructure into the new age. Um, and we got to find ways that is that's going to save water and all these other things. Like we keep delaying it until it's going to be a point where we won't be able to do shit about it. Mm. And finally, before we get the fuck up out of here, Nigeria is banning foreigners from being able to campaign um, or using foreigners in their campaign ads. So, oh, yeah, I saw that. I so, saw yeah. That. That so, is that's a fucking that's a game changer. I saw I, I saw people saying they've been working on that for years. I don't know how long they've been working on the shit, but I definitely know that they're doing it in a way where they're trying to get away from that type of influence. You know, correct. Particular cultures, uh, uh, correct. Influencing Nigerian culture. Um. So. Let me see if I can find more detail on that really quickly so that we're all on the same page. Um, and then we will give you the tough knot and what dad says and be the fuck up out of here. Let's see. Damn, Nigeria, where you at? In Africa. I can't wait to make my commute Like I told y'all I think a while back I just found that I'm 62% Nigerian I was like oh shit it's going down Where would you use to to figure that out? Um, Ancestry I'd be afraid to use them shits Yo and it's crazy that That shit was being used by me Before it got so crazy 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 popular Yo shout out to Remy Ma too Oh by the way before we even get Pat Poop Pat Papu, oh my God, I mean, breaking the motherfucking internet yesterday. Good God almighty. Oh yeah, and something else, Metro cards are being phased out. Oh yeah, I was like, yo, they, to me, anytime I hear shit getting phased out, I always feel like they forcing niggas to just do the next thing. Also, Bank of America, uh, with the zero down. That is a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother, it's a whole nother conversation. A lot of people thought it was... Positive at first, but now there's a nah, lot of negative. people coming out saying that it, this will actually affect gentrification. Oh yeah, and make it way easier for individuals to gentrify certain areas. Of all course. Right. All right. So it's saying uh, Nigeria is the first country 
to ban foreign talent from its ads. The effort is meant to amplify and promote more homegrown talent within the within the country, aka we tired of y'all white folks um, influencing the market and taking the jobs that people of color with that live here probably can benefit from. So it says beginning October 1st, companies in Nigeria will only be permitted to showcase local Nigerian talent for entertainment gigs, such as acting, modeling, voiceovers, and more current advertisement that includes talents that are foreign in Nigeria will be allowed to proceed. New permits will not be considered. Um, Prior to this, they were charging companies nearly uh, $240 for the use of foreign talent in their ads. So many companies will use British voiceovers or white models for their ad campaigns. And now the government has decided that needed to change. Broski, what is the tough knot? So I was working on this this morning. And as I was like in a lot of like my thoughts and this came to me, I'm sorry. I was just trying to set the other parts of me free. And uh, a good friend of the show who I guess now has like also become my friend. Um, we got a we got a beautiful listener who listens to us all the way from fucking Canada. And she sent me this thing yesterday uh, <laughs> on BDSM. <laughs> and it was basically a survey on like, I guess, how kinky you are. And um, it's two parts. One part is you take the short survey or you take the long one. I took the long one. And what... <laughs> what was discovered was nigga you are all of these parts and the highest one was since we were talking about it that's why I was like damn that's funny my highest percent was I like to be the most dominant person in the bedroom I don't like to be dominated but I'm like 1% from like each of other uh, all of the other categories like I'm 1% so like Let's say my dominant was 95, but then I also don't mind switching. So that was 94. Then there was another part that was like 93. So she was like basically saying, even though you're the most dominant in terms of the percent, in terms of, you know, answering the questions you did, you don't also mind being other parts. So that's like where this like tough knot came from. Like, I don't mind playing a role. I don't mind being the person in charge. Not being the person in charge, being the most sexual or not being the most sexual, being the most explicit or not the most explicit. Dad would say, love, man. Just love. 